nodding in and out of smiles like an archaeopteryx comedian. I need to stop drinking out the same water I'm puking in. Like a box of matches in a world of lighters, I'm a loser. Occasional robotic bloodhound, fully employed loser. A story with no plot, a puppy with It's kind of nice, right? It's like it feels like super formal and it feels like amazing, but it's like it's well, I, like to, I, mean, I like to pretend to at least, you know. For I mean? an amateur, that's pretty good, you know? right? <laughs> if I showed up to this with like for like an amateur like a uh, porn site, they'd be like, "Ah, dude, this is not good enough." Like, Who that's, is this guy? Yeah, exactly. Like you would think that I have this shit on lock, but I, I really don't. Like I like to pretend to, but got it on the Radio Shack special. Yeah, exactly, bro. Dude, your episode 90. 90. 90, brother. 90. That's crazy, wow. right? Shoot. Fucking cheers, man. Cheers, dude. Thanks for having me over. This Absolutely. is This is fun to do. Finally, uh First timer, I know, dude. Let's pop that podcast cherry, brother. Uh, <laughs> what have you been up to? Gotta pop it up real good. Yeah, you know what, dude? I haven't been up to much. I've just been working. It's basically my life. I've uh, recently been playing golf. I've uh, we have a big tournament coming up. Big tournament. What big do you mean tournament. by big so tournament? So every year, my uncle, uh, he's got a cabin up there and. He rents out an Airbnb cabin up for us, and we go and play <coughs> three, up there being and Rio Doso. Rio Doso, Rio Doso, the Doso, the Doso. So every year at the end of the season, um, we'll go up there and we'll play golf. The three we'll, we'll play at Alto Lake, uh, Outlaw, and then the Lynx. Okay. But this year we're playing uh, Rainmaker, Outlaw, and then the Lynx. Okay, <clears throat> gotcha. So yeah, but other than that, dude, I've just been. Are I've you, been working every day. Are you playing? Are you playing uh, three straight days, or are you playing like eight or uh, thirty-six in one day, or like no? We like play. That? We play three straight days. So you go like Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. So this this year we'll get there on a Friday morning, play Friday afternoon, Saturday afternoon, or Saturday morning, and then we'll play Sunday morning too, nice. or Saturday, Sunday afternoon. Dude, playing. <clears throat> I don't know if you've done it yet, but playing thirty-six holes in a day sounds awesome. And usually by like hole twenty seven for me is like I fucking hate this. That's crazy because <laughs> I usually start fizzling out on like hole thirteen. Do you get bored when you get out there? No. I was about to say like I are the president of our company for Admiral Beverage. He legitimately gets bored after nine holes. No, I get frustrated after nine holes. <laughs> <laughs> My drinking. I mean, I'm, I'm frustrated the whole time, but I never get bored. I mean, I have a blast. Like I'm not that good. And everyone I play with is, you know, handicap is at least eight or less. Really? Yeah. Like my dad's a, I think my dad's a two. Damn, dude. Yeah. And then my uncle, he's a six or seven. Yeah. And I'm a 22. So you have an established handicap now. I do. I was about to say, it is nuts. So you're at a 22 right now? 22. So the wild part is I went from like, I went one summer from like a 21 to an eight. And that is legitimately possible, like, to go 21 to 8. Oh, yeah. What's not really possible is going from, like, an 8 to a 6 in the same amount of time. Like, it probably, like, again, I did it in a summer going 21 to 8. Mm-hmm. But, like, not to say it's not mathematically possible, but if you're being honest with your score and you're actually playing the right way and you're improving properly, it's going to take a lot of time. So, it's, yeah. like, to get from, like, an 8 to a 6, right, probably takes you about a year Mm-hmm. Get from like a six to a two, I would say probably takes you like five. Yeah. And then two to anything less is going to take a long time. That's like, it's like a guy that I work with. He's like, dude, I, I plug in all these scores 
and my my number doesn't go down yeah. or up <laughs> i guess is what he wants yeah, yeah, yeah he's like it just you know and then i i hit i do great one round you know mm-hmm. i'll shoot even par or i'll shoot two under yeah and it'll drop it like that he's right. like it's a bunch of crap yeah, yeah i don't understand well the uh, and I don't remember what it used to be because they've changed a lot from like the handicap system for golf. But like the big thing is there's a lot in it. What they're trying to do, which makes a lot of sense, right? Is they want to make it more appealing for the general public. Yeah. And that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Ultimately we want golf to grow mm-hmm. and I think it really is. And it's growing for a lot of people that aren't good, but enjoy the game. And mm-hmm. ultimately that is, that's the population you want, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but like, the way it works now, because it used to be like an average, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it used to be like, so if you shot an 85 or you shot 13 over par consistently, you were about a 13 handicap. Right. Whereas now it's the potential of what you shoot. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> if you shoot, like there was one time I shot a 75 at Arroyo. Like it, I just played lights out. Like I just had a day from hell wow. and it was awesome. What sucked was like it dropped my handicap by like six strokes. So I went from like a 14 to an eight. And because it's like now it's you are like the, the way it works is like, so if I was an eight handicap, if I shot an 80 on any given day, no one should be shocked by that. Right. But I usually yeah. mm-hmm. shoot above that. Mm-hmm. So that's like the way the handicap system works. And it's like, it's so frustrating because it's like, yeah, I shot that one time though. <laughs> like, yeah. I didn't exactly. Do I kind of have all the. the uh, I'm on the borderline of sandbag, a okay. little bit because there's, there's times where I'll play really good and I'll get my 20 strokes and yeah. I'll shoot really good. Yeah, yeah. You know, like last year we played in Rio Doso at the Links our last day, and I got. I think I probably got like 20. Probably got like 20 strokes. Okay. And, I shot. I think I shot like a 30. Like a thirty-eight on the yeah. front, and like a, I think I ended up with, I think I ended up shooting like an eighty-six. Dude, anything <laughs> below forty on a nine, I mean, just feels fantastic. It was great, dude. I, oh. I was, I, I didn't even know what happened. I was you like, start, what is this? You start, you start doing stuff in your head. You're like, do I start wearing pants to golf now? Yeah. Like, do yeah. I start, do I start uh, wearing a visor? Can I start wearing pants? Nikes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do I use Titleist balls do, or what, what do, do I, I use? At what point do I get to wear a red polo? Yeah. <laughs> like at yeah. what point? Black do I, pants, red polo yeah, on yeah, the dude. third day. <laughs> you, you start doing dumb shit. Like the thing that I start doing in my head is going, I'll never play bad again. Yeah. Like I'll, ne- I'll never be bad yeah. again. It's like, then you I, have a triple bogey. You're like, yeah. what the fuck? How did that happen? <laughs> Oh, it's the I'm worst, I'm in my head dude. the entire time. I'm like, golly, don't fuck this up. Don't fuck this up. Don't fuck this up. And then I do it, and I'm like, golly, I can do this. Right. You know, but then the next hole, it's just, it just goes downhill. Yeah. You know, I'll flub it, or I'll shank it to the right. It or can then turn I, so fast. You know, then I top my ball, and I'm like, well, I'm already at seven strokes, and I haven't even gotten halfway down the fairway. Oh, dude. I'll just pick up the ball. I So, at Sandia recently... I shot a 41 on the front, and I had two back-to-back birdies like with a fairly good eagle opportunity on one of them. And I was like, I'm fucking back. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm, yeah. I'm so back. I shot a 41 on the front, and I shot a 51 on the back for a 92. <clears throat> and I was like, what the fuck happened on the back? I had four straight triples. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, dude, those will kill you. Just talk about feeling like you have no power. You don't. <laughs> just like, it's I like have three no triples. It's I'm, uh, It's I'm toast. That's that's suicide watch is what it that is. is. <laughs> yep. It's like I'm going to hang up my clubs and then I'm going to hang myself. Oh, dude. <laughs> oh, 
oh, I'm going to pull the plug on my game and I'm going to pull yeah. the plug on me, dude. Yeah. Fucking, I'm done with this shit. I'm done. Selling I, the clubs tomorrow. Oh, dude. I That's one of my favorite expressions. Like, drop me off at a pawn shop. I'm selling my clubs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I, then and then you do good and you're like, oh, I'm coming back. Baby. Yeah, I was about to say, I'll be back tomorrow. I'll be back. I'll be back tomorrow yeah. morning, dude. Bright and early. Set yep. me up for a tea time, <laughs> dude. First one off the box. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I uh, when I was in high school, I played varsity golf um, one time, and we played at a course in Durango, Hillcrest, and it was the only again only time I played varsity golf, and I shot at 150, and I shot 20 strokes worse than the worst girl in the course. A 150. A 150. You know it's bad when you shoot eight over double par. I mean, I'm not that bad either. Talk about talk about suicide watch, bro. Yeah, I was so fucking pissed. It's like one of those things where, like, are you playing? No, no, nope, nope. I'm just watching. (laughs) Why do you have your club? I just, I don't know. I I just brought them. This is this is a this is a make a wish. I'm I'm not gonna be here much longer. (laughs) I'm actually dying soon. I actually die tomorrow. Oh, dude, they're like, do you have cancer? Like, nope. <laughs> You're just like, I fucking hate Severe myself. Severe embarrassment. <laughs> dude, I, uh, it was at one point, we were like on the 12th hole, and you got to remember, right, it's a 150, so I'm, I mean, I am well over like 70-something. When did you like, hit 100? Uh, had to have been, had to have been by like the 12th hole. Had oh, to have been, God, right? Like, you start thinking tough. of like the math of it, like that's essentially 50 strokes per six holes. Yeah. Oh, my. So by the twelfth hole, I had to have been close to a hundred, like if not actually there or over. I don't, I can't remember exactly. I had many holes where I was in double digits, and it. I mean, there's at one point I think I had like a fifteen or something just uh, atrocious. I was like, how is this even possible? Oh my gosh! But again, I had multiple double digit holes, so it was insane. And there, I played with a kid from Durango, and I played with a kid from Pagosa, and I know he's listening global global podcast, so. The one thing I will, I would like to apologize to this guy because he turns to me at one point during the round because I, I I shanked a shot like hit it out into like a road so it was like not even like out like it was out of bounds like there's no like not even a reason to look for it I just go fuck like I just yell it right I'm pissed and again twelfth hole I'm probably yeah. close to a hundred <clears throat> at that time with six holes left and I'm like fuck and he just turns to me and he's just a a normal kid just like hey man like uh, just you know, don't cuss. You can get disqualified for that. And I just turned him. I go, fucking tell him. <laughs> I want to get disqualified. I was so you think I want to be here right now? Yeah, I was like, what no. the fuck are you talking about, dude? Like, I fucking hate everything that's going on. Oh, like, my god! I was trembling with anger, dude. I am surprised through my few years of golf playing that I haven't killed somebody. <laughs> oh, dude. It, it's like you sit there and, like, I start to think, like, <clears throat> when I see people with, like, road rage or something, I'm like, how do they get so mad so fast? And I get on the golf course and I'm like, oh, I've, I've been. I feel that anger. I've been mad for a lot less. I'm not a very <laughs> angry person. But no. you put me on a golf course. Oh, dude. <sighs> I, I, and here's the thing. A lot of people will be like, you know, you got to keep your emotions in check. It's like, if you're playing in a competition, for sure. You got to, you got to be able to keep your emotions you gotta in check. You got to keep your stuff. composure for sure. Exactly. Yeah. However, in my mind, and this is something I kind of have stood by as of late, um, and it's not the most well thought out thought process, but it's like I'm way better if I let out like a club thump and just say fuck, just letting that out and mm-hmm. letting the emotion go, and then moving on. I'm so much better than if I just like in my head am just spiraling and just like motherfucker, you got to be fucking kidding. You know what I mean? I just throw my club across. Even that. Like just letting it go, let it, you're like, you're at least letting the emotion go. And a lot of times when you do something like that, 
two seconds later, you're embarrassed because you have to go get it. Yeah. You're just like, all right, like now I feel dumb. All right, let's move on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, the thing is, is the people I've played with, they all do it too. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel embarrassed doing it. My dad's done it. Yeah. My buddy Jeff has done it. Everyone's done it. Yeah. Just you get it and you just hear you just hear a bad shot. You can hear the difference between a good shot oh, and yeah. a bad shot. Oh, yeah. Or you can like even see their swing doesn't looks kind of off. Sure. And they hit it and you just, just hear the, the helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? <laughs> <laughs> I, dude, I am such a pussy too when it comes to it because like I will make fun of anyone for doing it. Like, and I just like, I let people have it. But I get so pissed and people don't like dish it out to me, which I'm like, I deserve it. I'm not sitting here being like, like, fuck that. No, like I don't like, I, but I'm like, I'm hypocritical because I'll make fun of people, but people don't even dish it back out to me, which I'm like, I deserve it. I deserve yeah. to be made fun of. Just let me have it, dude. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't. Yeah, it's tough. I just, sometimes I get embarrassed because I'm so bad and I'm like, Kali, yeah. they're like having, they're like barely on their second shot and yeah. I've already hit five. And mm-hmm. I'm not even next to their ball. Yeah. I'm not that bad anymore, but I, I used to be. I can tell you right now, <clears throat> I've been on both sides of it. And the one thing I can say regardless is if you play like with pace, yeah. I really don't care. Right. Like, like as long. Yeah, exactly. Because like, like yeah. there's times where I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to pick up my ball because there's no point. There's sometimes where it's not right. Like it's like, you're just like, yeah, I'll just I'm move seven on shots or like ball. I'm in, I'm in the <clears> bunker <throat> and I, that was my eighth shot. Yeah. Like, let's just, you know, I'll pick it up. Let's just, let's move on. Move on. Whatever it is, right? Take another shot. Make it worse. Yeah. It, I mean, the the other thing too is like, if you can get to bogey golf, if you can get to one over every hole, mm-hmm. shoot a 90. Legitimately. Yeah. If without you can, pops, nothing. Just right. like legit. 90. 90. If you can get to 90 consistently, you know, even like I would say anywhere from like 87 to 95. If you can be in that range, that's business golf. Oh, I would kill to be low 90s. The funny part is I used to say that, and then like I've shot below 90, and I'm like, I would kill to shoot below 80. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, it then never you, just shoot, you just have those goals. It's it, like, oh, yeah, man. yeah. But that's what just keeps bringing you back. 100%. And back and back. Well, the, the wild part, too, about <clears throat> golf is like it's an unwinnable game. No, no one finishes and goes, there's no way I could have played better. Yeah. No one does that. They go, no. Ah, you know what? If I didn't hit in the water that one hole, yeah. Like the time I shot 75, I had a triple bogey that round, and I sit here. 75 is way out of the realm of possibility for me now, and it's like I still sit here and go, man, if I wouldn't have had that triple, yeah. it's like shut the <laughs> fuck up. You like, can either it's it's there's a three points, man. It's it's your your driver, your irons, and your putting. Yeah. So sometimes your driver will be on point. Yeah. Your putting will be on point, but your irons are shit. Yeah. Your driver might be shit. Yeah. Irons are good. Putts shit. Yeah. Irons are good. Drives good. Putts shit. Yeah. It's just, it's a never ending story. Like 100%. it's always a battle with something. It, it really is. And like the funny part is the best I, when I was really good, I was driving the shit out of the ball, mm-hmm. but I knew when to let my ego like, or like put my ego aside and just take out an iron. Yeah. Cause a lot of times you like, when a driver hits and it's good, it's really good. It's really and, if, and it fantastic. feels great. Oh, because you're like, look at awesome. that. Yeah, <laughs> I look <laughs> like Bryce in the shambles. Look dude. at that. Oh my god. <laughs> having having everyone on the tee box go, God damn! Like people doing that, you yeah, oh, you, you club just, twirl it, you pick up the tee. You're just like, ah, it's fucking. You start whatever. walking. 
Yeah, you, start, you, you don't even uh, get in the car. You just start walking. <laughs> yeah, dude. Here's you my Conor McGregor off, dude. Yeah, dude. You fucking just have like the limp arms, bro. Yeah. It feels so good. But on the flip side, like when you have a dog shit drive, like it's really bad. It's bad. It's just like it's deflating. I just hundred percent. It's like I don't. I just you just put your head down. Put you tuck your tail between your legs yeah. like a dog, and then hopefully you didn't throw your driver. <laughs> <laughs> I've never thrown my driver. There you go. Smart. I've thrown my irons, but I've never thrown a driver. I've thumped my driver a bunch. Like I've, I, I get frustrated. Yeah, I've I've almost broken my driver. You know what I've it. seen? But <clears throat> there was one guy I played with. Uh, shout out Luke McConnell. I played with him. Uh, the first two times I played with him, he broke a putter. And I'm like, first off, it's super expensive. Second <clears> off, it's like. That's like the most important, right? Like I don't always use my driver. I don't yeah. always use my seven iron. Mm-hmm. I very rarely go around where I don't use my putter on a hole. Like you, you have to use it every time. Yeah. So it's like that's a wild strategy to break a putter. I, I don't even know how you would do something like that. I mean, man, the wild part to me was he had another one each time. I was like, how? So it's like it's consistent for you to break a putter then. <laughs> like why else would you have two putters in your bag? Yeah. I don't know. He's got 13 clubs and three of those are putters. <laughs> oh, <dude. laughs> why do you have three putters? He's like, dude, you don't even have like a five iron. You're like, yeah. I don't need it. I snap them, bro. <laughs> like, I don't need it. I don't need it. I definitely <laughs> don't need it. <laughs> oh my gosh. So you uh <clears throat> but um you say you've been working a lot. What are you doing right now? So, Cuz I don't ever think I knew what you're doing. Yeah, you were, you were Working the a truck. lot of a lot of people a lot of people just kind of ask me like what do you do so I work up in Hatch and okay. my uncle owns a business up there we ship onions all over the country so we do that between April to August September okay. kind of like around this time so right now we're we're done today we're officially done and then uh, <clears throat> he also owns about 120 acres of pecan trees so we just take care of those so it's it's myself my cousin. And then three other guys in our office and it's all family. Like we're all family, family, friends, whatever. So he just uses us to take, maintain the fields and the orchards throughout the year. And then when it's come to harvest season, he'll get the, the crews that they hire and they come and shake the trees. But we basically just take care of the, the, the farm, like spray weeds, you know, make sure everything's good, fertilize water, all that good stuff until, until the freeze. And then that's basically it. When does the freeze usually come? Well, like last year, it was it was late. Golly, I don't think it. I think we were in the eighties in December. Damn. And I guess I didn't realize that. Yeah, I mean, we were. I mean, maybe not. I might be exaggerating, but it felt like it because it sure. definitely wasn't cold. Sure. In December, I mean, it, there was there's cold days, but it wasn't freezing like yeah. below thirty two. Um, I think the freeze last year was like in January. Okay. And so it was a late, it was a late freeze, but this year they're, I think they're predicting like an early freeze, like no, like November, yeah, December. It seems like they're, it's always revolving, right? Like one year it's really, really early. One year it's late or mm-hmm. like even like snowfall, right? Like yeah. one year is really good. One year is really not. Yeah. Um, yeah. that's in, I mean, it's interesting. I guess I, I mean, it's weird when you hear about someone's job and there's stuff that I wouldn't have thought about mm-hmm. there, there is time frames where it's crunch time for you guys, right? Yeah. So like, like crunch time for us is, so we start, we start shipping out of California in April and they're, they're only about a month or so their season. They're super short. So we kick off there and then our season will start like middle to end of May. 
So then we'll start bringing it. We'll start clipping onions here locally and shipping them all over. The, we go to we go to New York. We go to Florida. We go to Texas. We go to Canada. We go everywhere. Yeah. <clears throat> My uncle's got quite the quite the customers everywhere. How okay? So how long though? Like when you like you pull an onion. Mm-hmm. How long does that have a shelf life? Like, cause you're shipping it across the border to Canada, which is yeah. not close, right? Right. Yeah. How how long does that onion have before it's no longer like good? It, yeah, it's not. It's Edible, not good anymore. Starts yeah. rotting. Sure. Uh, I mean, I've had onions in my in my garage that last a while. I think it kind of just depends on the climate, really. Okay. But. The majority, it depends on the onion too. Like if you get a white onion, they're more susceptible of, of molding quicker just because of the variety. Um, so from the time they're clipped, they get put in a dryer barn to kind of solidify like a, the skin around mm-hmm. it. So they're in the dryer barn for a few days and then they get packed and shipped. So that's probably within like a week. And then they're probably on the shelves that following like week so and then the maybe, shelf life after maybe that, nine or ten days later after yeah, it's pulled it's they're, on the on, they're on the shelf and then after that i mean i've seen onions last like months yeah just depends on the climate mm-hmm. how hot it is you know so i think it all kind of depends i think i always equate <clears throat> any like sort of food mm-hmm. to like the time frame of milk which is just not true. A couple right? of weeks. Yeah, I was about to say. I'm like, so how fast are people buying onions? It's like, yeah, that's that's insane. I mean, but I've ha- I've bought onions before, which is kind of weird that I buy onions even though I sell them. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm just yeah. go to the barn and yeah. pick some onions. But I mean, I've gotten onions and I, they sit on my counter for weeks at a time. Sure. You know, and they'll start they'll start growing little you know green leaves out of their little tips. You yeah. Know, out of the roots, but I mean, normally they're if it's a good onion and it's a good like variety of onion, they'll they should last. Which is sometime. which is all you guys do. Yeah, just good onions. Bro. Good onions, baby. <laughs> yeah. Only good shit comes out of Hatch, New Mexico. Remember oh, that. The uh, <clears throat> that it's interesting because like, again, there's stuff that I don't think about. I don't think about onion harvesting. Well, and you don't just think about that, but like everything that goes into it. Mm-hmm. Like no one understands the. The process it takes to get an onion from the field to their counter, right? It, you, they have no idea. Yeah, like the 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 price, the market, mm-hmm. the the transportation, mm-hmm. the orders to stupid little stickers that these big corporations need on have their to onion. have to place on there. Yeah, so like if you go to Walmart and you pick up an onion or an apple, they have those little stickers on them, right, with a right. little barcode. Right. We have to put those that way they can just scan them. With yeah. a scanner instead of having to look up or type the little code. Right. You and I are both drinking Tecate beers. They have a barcode on them. They do. They they, they print them that way. Yeah. <laughs> Onions aren't pulled out with a barcode. No, <laughs> like, they're not. They, yeah. It's like, they're not. Not yet, at least. No. And the thing is, is they have like, they have the the prompts, you mm-hmm. know, that they, that the certain cur- the customer wants. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of depends. But what I think is kind of dumb that you know, these big distributors want or need is we have these stickers. They're called it's EB sub. So basically if it's not in their label Mm -hmm. and we use our label or someone else's label, 
we have to put that sticker to signify that it's a substitute, which I don't, I don't, I can't remember what EB stands for, but it's basically. My guess is that it has to do with EBT, right? Or like food stamps? No. It nothing. doesn't have anything No, it has that. nothing. It basically, it's, it's pointless because they're all going to get dumped out anyways. Got but it. if they don't have that sticker, they'll reject them. Ah. And it's retarded. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, this sticker changes the onion. Oh, dude. Okay, okay, this, this, here's these onions here, but if we don't have a sticker on it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It changes the whole Dynamic onion itself. Whole thing. Yeah. Oh, we can't take it because it doesn't have a sticker on it. It's just mind-blowing. Yeah. It's so dumb. It's funny, like, when you start looking at stuff, like, from corporate <clears throat> America, they're like, oh, hold on. Yeah. They're like, it's outside your fucking warehouse. Like, yeah. It is ready to go. You put stickers on. We it. have to put a sticker. That way, it's okay. But you go to Walmart, and you have all these nasty people touching everything. Oh, you don't dude. know where their hands have been. Sorry, yeah. people listening, but it's the truth. It is it is gross. You go, you go. I mean, we all do it. You go mm-hmm. and pick an onion. You look at an onion. You don't yeah. like it. You set it back down. Yeah. You don't. You go and get avocados. You're squishing all of them to see yeah. if they're ripe or not. If right. you don't like them, you set them down. Right. It's It's the truth. Yeah. Like, you see it every day. It's not nothing it's not news yeah, yeah you know what i mean it's it's the <clears throat> i can't remember what comedian said this but it was the funniest fucking thing when i heard it. it was like girls freak out if you don't wash your hands they're like they're like ew you have to go wash your hands it's like i've never seen you clean a guy's dick before you gave him a blowjob <laughs> it's like right that's what he was just doing he, he was, was touching just out that. there dancing on the floor at rad and you're yeah. over here giving him the gluck gluck yeah. three thousand right <laughs> afterwards <laughs> In the parking it's, lot. It's one of those things that like... Behind some, a dumpster. Some some things you, you make a big deal. Like, oh, what was it just recently? Um, I, I make a big deal out of um, <clears throat> the air dryers in bathrooms. Like, have you seen... Are you on TikTok? Yeah, I've I've seen. I've seen stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, that stuff, yeah, it's kind of... Well, it's funny because like for a little bit there, I was like air drying my hands and I'm like... There's dumb shit I do all the time that's way like way more disgusting yeah, than is. an air dryer. Yeah, dude. exactly. Like, why am I like harping on that? Like, yeah. I, I mean, <clears throat> it is funny when you start dissecting and you're like, oh, I'm a germaphobe about this, but I'm not about that. Yeah, like, that doesn't make any sense. It is, yeah. So it's it's wild, <clears throat> the whole process, you know, and then trying to find trying to find trucks. I don't do that personally, but we have two guys that are in charge of the logistics, mm-hmm. and they have to find the right price. You know, yep. They sometimes they have contracts or whatever, but like with inflation going, mm-hmm. I mean, there's been loads that have been through the roof, price wise. Right. You know, and when well, trucking's <clears throat> wild, right? Like I, I don't deal with it on the produce side, um, but obviously, like dealing with Red Bull, mm-hmm. there was a huge issue we had for a while in getting trucks because they they were all. Um, what's the word I'm looking for independent or like contracted out or yeah. whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Like not people from our company. Right. So they're brokered. Yes, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> what was happening is we could offer them a decent contract and, and this is not exact numbers. So don't quote me on this, but let's say that a guy's coming from New York and we offer him a thousand dollars. And again, not exact numbers, but let's say that's a really good deal. Company B comes in and says, we'll give you $1,500 and we'll also get you contracted with another company to take an order from our warehouse back to New York. So instead of just $1,500, he might be getting $2,500 on one order instead of going back with an empty truck. Yeah. So we were getting beat out from that and we were having to then find ways to not just get product, but Mm -hmm. find them ways to get 
a load back out yeah. and start working with other companies saying, Hey, like, you know, we'll make sure we get this truck in if, if you need them to go back to floor or whatever the case yeah. may be. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's <clears throat> such an interesting thing because you don't think about, Oh, I just need it. Oh, that person also has to make a living. They have a family, yeah. whatever they want to go back home. Exactly. Get a load. Yeah. That's, that's the, the hard part too, is a lot of these trucks, they want to go back home. You yeah. Know, they don't want to go. If they live in New York, they don't want to go to Florida. They want to right. go somewhere in New York or right. close to it at sure. least. I was about to say, yeah, it's a complete <clears throat> difference, right? Like coming to New Mexico, going to Florida, but still having an empty cab from Florida to yeah. New York. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're within state, you might be two hours away. But for the most part, you got a load going back and got paid for it. Yeah, exactly. The logistics side of things are insane. So like to put that in perspective, um, Red Bull is being made outside of um, the United States, um, in Austria. So then they're having to import it. Well, then they found certain spots in the United States where they were creating Red Bull as well. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Phoenix ended up building a, a manufacturing spot for Red Bull. Um, but the problem is our distributor center where we get product from is Houston. So product would literally go from Phoenix, cross our nose to Houston, for they would go to quality control distribution center, come to us. Oh, wow. So we would literally see them wave on their way by, and then they come back in like a month. It's like, fuck, we could have skipped all this shit if you guys would just bring it to us straight away. Right, yeah. It's crazy just to think about, you know, if it wasn't, if the world didn't have truck drivers, we wouldn't have anything at all. It's insane. We wouldn't have a foundation. And what's hard is there's, like, there is everything else. You know, there's, uh, like, a shortage of drivers. There's a shortage of everything right now. Everything. Stupid. It is. And then on top of that, you know, their electronic logs, they're only allowed to drive a certain amount of time. Yeah. And then they have to rest for eight hours or 12 hours, however much it is. Sure. So that prolongs. Everything, process, yeah. you know, like back in the day, they can drive, they can drive three days straight if they wanted to. Right. But now the government's got to get involved. Well, sure. They've got to do with everything. Yeah, you know? yeah. And it just makes it worse. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> there's certain so. things that like, that is frustrating, right? Because to some extent you look at that, and you go, okay, that's a good thing that mm-hmm. they're making people legitimately take rest. Well, yeah. I mean, you got to think too, they're carrying 80,000 pounds. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can kill anybody. <laughs> Yeah. Easily. Yeah. I was about to say going 30. Like going not, 30. Like they don't even need to be going 60, exactly. 70 miles. Like, yeah. So I can understand that point. But but there is some weird spots where it's like, okay, they're only allowed to drive 12 hours, but this trip is 13 hours. Like, yeah. Why do they need a hotel and stuff? And, and I know that's that might be an exaggeration and it might be an odd example. However, right. there's a lot of examples we've seen like that. Maybe it's 15 hours. It's like he's been yeah. driving 12. Why does he need a, a night? And he might tell you the same thing he or she sorry but like you know quality exactly bro my bad he she they (laughs) need (laughs) need, yeah yeah. they need that night of sleep between those three hours and they might tell you the same thing i don't fucking need a night of sleep i just want to get there you know but there's regulations and and hold which again i get the side of safety but there's some things you're like bro what the fuck are we doing i agree i mean it's always tough it's stupid what did you end up graduating with, though? Like, what was your degree? I got my bachelor's in criminal justice. And I wanted... When I... I think when I graduated high school, I kind of just 
threw myself into that degree, mm-hmm. but I kind of had like a passion for it at one point. Yeah. Like I was like, oh man, I can, I want to be a cop. I'll be FBI, you know, work yeah. my way up something. I was like, it was so cool. I was so like involved. Like <clears throat> when they had it, I was listening. I would always listen to like the police scanners Yeah. and listen to like the talk and all that stuff all the time. And I was just, I really liked it. Like I thought it was really cool. And then as I was in college, like the classes were great. Like they were, so sure. there was some pretty cool stuff that I learned. But as I got closer to graduation, shit hit the fan. Mm-hmm. Cops were getting killed. Cops were killing all yeah. this stuff. And I'm like, oh, I just don't know if I want to do that. Like, yeah. You know, and then you had the big, the state cop here in town or not here in town, but they're like by Deming get shot. Yeah. And killed on the side. When I was in Hatch, uh, I think it was back in 20. Let's see. I graduated in 16. I think it was the summer of 2017. Um, a cop in Hatch, a Hatch cop got shot Damn. right down the road. And he was just pulling over a guy for like a routine traffic stop. I guess the guy ran like a stop sign or didn't stop completely. So he pulled yeah. him over and the guy was running from like god i think he was running from like somewhere else like indiana iowa somewhere he was on the run yeah freaking shot the guy killed him went on a freaking pursuit went all the way hopped on the highway came uh came south past the border check went to this rest stop hijacked a car turned back around went back north went through hatch back down to like a little small town called uh rincon where he Got arrested. I don't know if they. I think they arrested him, but he was he was charged for murder here, and then he was wanted or on the run for murder somewhere else. Yeah, you know, or he murdered someone else there, and something happened. I don't know, but it was wild. And I'm like, ah, I don't know if I want to do that. You know. Yeah. And I've been working for my uncle since I graduated high school, so I felt like it was more of a comfort thing that I ended up staying. Sure. But I mean, I don't mind it. I mean. You work hard three months, four months out of the year, and then the rest of the year you're kind of just hanging out, kind of go up every once in a while to do farm work, and then just hang out the rest of the time. Yeah. You know, so it's really not that bad, but that was my first passion, and I don't know. I kind of kind of drew me away a little bit. It's one of those things that um, <clears throat> when I worked at camp, someone the, it's, it's the best bit of advice I've heard in terms of work, right? Yeah. A lot of people mm-hmm. say, oh, this is my passion. It's my passion. Yeah. And people mistaken that as thinking that's what they have to do. Mm-hmm. No, I'm passionate about it. So you can be passionate about a lot of things and not make it your entire life. job. Yeah, your yeah. life, right? Um, they said passion will get you out of bed for a season. And that season could be, you know, spring. It could be a year. It mm-hmm. could be five years. It could be 10 if you're super lucky. Yeah. Purpose <clears throat> is what gets you out of bed for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And like what stuck with me was just that it's like I could be passionate about a lot of things, but like I got to find something that gives me purpose, passion in that regard for you. I could definitely see you being turned away, especially with safety and just, it's a different climate right now. Right. It is. And like, you can call me like a pussy or whatever, but Uh, like, I'm like, (laughs) Like I I even called myself. I'm like, dude, you're such a freaking like puss. Like just fucking do it. Like you can do it. Like I could, but I'm like, would you put your yourself in those shoes? Like, I don't know. Yeah. You got to be a different kind of person to be 
like in law enforcement. Like you have to have that mindset of just, you know, any, any type of first responder, really. Really, yeah. And law, I'm like, law I, enforcement is a step above, right? And, and just in terms of safety, I'm not shitting on um, people that work for the fire department, people who work in, uh, you know, uh, work on ambulance. I can't think of the word, but I'm not shitting on that. But law enforcement is a step ahead of that. But anything that's first responder, it's so thankless yeah. as well, beyond just safety. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's not a glorious job not that no, anyone's it's, looking to get in that for right. glory no but. it's it's a stu- it's a super stressful job and like you always have to be on edge i feel like all the time yeah you know no matter where you are maybe back in the day it wasn't that bad but who knows because yeah we don't know yeah but you know and i feel like a lot of the thing a lot of the uh what am i trying to say <clears throat> social media really has a lot of like a lot of things to do with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it brings out, you see everything, a small thing. You see yeah. it, you know, I remember seeing that video pop up on Facebook of that cop that was, um, that was killed outside dimming. Yeah. I've seen it too. Bro, I've seen, I've, that, it, it was the unfiltered version. Yeah. I, I don't think I saw the unfiltered, but no, it's, I've, I've seen the, uh, it's not pleasant. To it watch. is, it is insane. And it was crazy. The, it's just insane be, to think of like the people that, have no regard for human life. Like that is the most insane. That's what's crazy. Like it, it's one thing, right? Like to be like, Oh my God, this guy put himself out there. It's like, the other thing is like that other guy didn't fucking care. He didn't care if he was, he was going to kill. He knew when he got pulled over, he's like, I'm going to kill this guy. Yeah. Which sucked because it seemed like he was following the right procedure. But I'm telling you right now, if I'm, if I'm that guy, I'm, I'm not letting that guy out of the car without my hand on my pistol, but it's, you know what yeah. does he do i mean what it's he... it's such a hard it's such a hard like it's a fine line yeah you know because you see you watch the video and the cop sees the rifle because it was yeah. right there yeah and, and he's he, like step he's... out of the vehicle and right. he leaves and then the guy gets out yeah. he doesn't watch him get out right and he, he like sneaks around like he like yeah he's like tiptoeing yeah. around to and like oh dude. it's just it's it's such a hard it's so it's sad it's it just really is. sad. It's very sad. When you have people, right, like like you said, you had a passion for it. Um, and then, you know, shout out Zach Aragon. He had a passion for it. And I mm-hmm. think <clears throat> I think he wanted to, and I, I can't remember the exact reason why he didn't go into law enforcement, right? It may yeah. have been um it may have been just the same thing. But it's like you have guys that are one, hardworking, right. two, just fucking care about their community mm-hmm. or a community even, right? Maybe it's yeah. not theirs, not someone who live there their whole life but it's you have these people that have that passion yeah. but then just decide i can't i can't do that with my family i can't do that with my life like mm-hmm. that's just it's intense yeah, it's i can't tough. i can't imagine i don't know i i am the most patriotic person when it comes to military homecoming videos no oh, me too dude there's not a video that pops up that I don't cry at. <laughs> like it is so ridiculous. Yeah, it is. It really is. But like it's it's one of those things where it's like, man, <clears throat> those guys are badasses. They are. You know? Yeah. They really are. Like it's it's cool. Like they're they're legit. Yeah. You know the, they're the they're the guys. The, the person who played and the women. Because the women are fucking badass too. Badasses too. too. A thousand I mean, percent. It's just like they're doing something that I pushed out on there i was about to say i was like why did i bring that up this is why i remember that because when you were like you know oh i'm a pussy it's like i wanted to serve my country i don't have i don't have the heart to do it yeah 
Uh, I think I'm past it now. I'm like, I don't fucking care. But like out of high school, I was like, I, I should do that. I should serve my country. I should, you know, give back. And I just didn't have it in me. Yeah. One, like, in which I know there's a lot of jobs in the military where you're not front lines and doing all that kind of stuff. Right. But even mm-hmm. if the time came, I don't think I'm the type of person that could pull that trigger. I yeah. truly don't think I could do it. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have the heart to do that, yeah. which we, I mean, to get into like a, a wild conversation, I like was one of those people that wasn't cheering for as patriotic as I am. I wasn't one of those per, like people that were cheering when, uh, when Osama bin Laden was shot. Right. Uh, the reason being is like, I, it's so weird to me to celebrate the death of a human being. Granted, I understand why people did it, Mm -hmm. right? Brought a lot of turmoil to a lot of people. And a lot of people have deeper reasons than Mm -hmm. I do, right? So I'm not blaming other people, but there's something in me that's like, I like came to peace with, but it's something that like I couldn't wrap my head around celebrating it. There's some people that when that anniversary comes around, they legitimately throw parties. Yeah. Which is like, it's insane to think about. Be like, yeah, oh, that, this that is, is a crazy. celebration. You know, that what is I mean? crazy to think about. I didn't know that people celebrated that. I yeah. didn't even know it was a celebration. Like, I know when it happened. I was like, oh, shit. I think we were freaking middle school when it happened. S- something, right? But that, like, I I remember when it happened. This is so fucking funny. Now that I think of it. This is this will be a super uh, whirlwind. My dad and I um, always on Monday night. I think it was Mondays. It might have been Tuesday. Whatever it was. It was. It, I was every. Every week, my dad and I would sit down um, and watch the Celebrity Apprentice with Donald Trump. We would watch that too, bro. You're fired. I was so mad when Trump declared presidency for no political reason other than I love the Celebrity Apprentice. Dude. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, "What the fuck?" And then like they were like breaking news. They cut it off. And I'm like, "What the fuck is going on? Like, what is so goddamn important?" And then President Obama comes up and he's like. Uh, to put it not in presidential terms, we shot the motherfucker, right? We killed him. And then, like, <clears throat> it was no more than, like, an hour later, they were showing clips of, like, Times Square. They were showing clips in, like, other parts of the country where people, like, had American flags and were, like, celebrating it. There's people that legit... And then, like, I see it every year on Twitter where, like, people are legitimately celebrating his death. And, again, it's not that, like, I sit here and go you're fucking like you're dumb mm-hmm. like I, i'm not sitting here being like oh like oh, like i get why the, some people have an added interest i just i don't have it in me to do that and then to put a bow on it like i just i it's interesting when people can do that and put themselves aside to um to do that for their country but i i couldn't do it it's not something yeah. that's within me yeah me neither i mean kudos to all those guys out yeah, there yeah i was about to say cheers guys and gals cheers to those who cheers to deserve. them Cheers to them, and we'll pour one out for the dead homies. A hundred percent. The uh, you know, okay, brings me to an, another interesting point. So you know how I I never did this until I came down to Cruces for college. But you know how we'll take we'll cheers, mm-hmm. hit the table, and then drink. Do you know what that hitting the table is? I've never understood that. I never fucking knew. <laughs> and I like here's the thing. I was on a mission to find out because I was like why the fuck do we hit the table after before we take the shot, right? Or, like, before we take a drink? Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is, like, that tradition? I was never explained why. Never. I've just 
did it because everyone did, else did exactly. it. So I just, I just was a follower. Exactly, bro. Exactly. Like I was the same way, right? Like, um, and I would constantly ask. And then I like, it was something that people in Albuquerque didn't do that I saw. I was like, oh, is that a Cruces thing? Is that a New Mexico State thing? I was like, which is cooler in my mind. I'm like, fuck yeah. Well, then I was going out with like coworkers uh, who would do the same thing. And I'm talking about like higher up coworkers. And I'm like, why do we do that? And a lot of guys are like, I don't know. Like, we just do it. And I'm like, I don't oh. think there's no, I think it's just more of a symbol. So there was action. one guy who I worked with who, or still work with that I asked him and he goes, oh, it's a, uh, it's cheersing your homies and in my mind i was like but you pour one out for your homies he's like no no it's it's your homies that aren't there but not those who are gone but it's like oh cheers to my homies and i hope they're having a good time yeah i don't know if it's like a respect thing or what or i mean i guarantee you if you go and ask someone why do we cheers and then tap the table and then drink they'll be like i don't know yeah because i don't know i just did it because everyone else did it yeah and i was just like okay well well, that, that is the explanation I'll do for the rest of my life. It's and like, what's funny oh, is like sometimes I won't do it and I feel guilty not it's tapping weird, the table. Right? I'm it's like, like, oh, shit. I, I, another one, please. We got to do it. We got to run it back. We got to run it back. Another shot, please, because I didn't tap the table. Do you know what the, the reasoning is to like cheers in the first place? So it was like to see, where was it? Like Germany where they have the big steins? That checks out, yeah. I think so. They would cheers, so your drink would splash, splash into theirs, so it wasn't like roofied or poisoned. Or, or, yeah, or if, it, if it's poisoned, I'm sharing what you're sharing. Yeah, exactly. Say, which also badass. Like, <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> if I'm gonna die, you're gonna die too. It's like let's fucking do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you're gonna do me dirty. There, yeah, there's some traditions that like I look at and I'm like, it seems <clears> dumb, <throat> but there's some stuff that I'm like, that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I mean, there's some stuff that you're like, that's badass. Yeah, no, that's. I, I learned that too, and I was like, wow, that's actually interesting. Never really thought about it that no. way. Do you guys have any family traditions that you do around Christmas, anything that you guys are like, we do this every year? Is there anything that like runs through your family? You're like, no, 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 we do this. No, not really. Mm-hmm. We're just a pretty traditional, like, you know, Christmas morning we'll go and have, you know, lunch or dinner or whatever, mm-hmm. open presents in the morning, and that's it. Yeah. We don't have anything crazy. Nothing, not that I can think of, no. Because everyone in my family is pretty much older yeah. now. So I think we have, I think my two cousins are, on my mom's side, I think I have two younger cousins, actually three. And then my dad's side, I have way more. But, I mean, <clears throat> they just, I mean, they all go to church yeah, and then get together for lunch and have lunch. That's basically it. Yeah. We don't do anything crazy. Do you have a pretty big family? Um, no, I would say it's pretty moderate. Yeah. You know, like my mom's side, it's her two brothers and let's see, I have one, two, three, four, five. I think I have like six cousins on my mom's side. Yeah. And then on my dad's side, I have two, three, four, five. I probably have like eight cousins on my, on my dad's side. So we're, we're small. We're not like, sure. you know, grandma and grandpa only had four kids. Well, three kids. Only. Only. <laughs> like, only. Bro, it is so But, like, funny. compared to, like, some, like, some, some pe- kids, like, some, some families, like, oh, yeah, my grandma had 16 children. It's like, God. Yeah. Bless. Dude. I was about to say, they were just popping them out at that point. Mom and Papa, they oh. went to work. Yeah. First off, congrats. Yeah. Second off. <laughs> congrats. Second off, wow. You have gymnasts just, like, rolling out, yeah. dude. <laughs> it's, like, it's insane. Like, 
And then the daughters and the sons, they go and have 16 kids too. It's like, holy cow. Yeah. And they take family photos. You got to do a freaking panoramic oh, photo. Oh, dude. There's some people that legitimately have to, right? Like, it's <laughs> just like, like, God almighty. You can, you can fit my family on a Polaroid. Bro, it's so funny because like, I think of situations where getting a group of people to take a photo is insane. Yeah. They're, like It takes so much work. Like the days like when we'd be in Lamb Nakai to do a photo for like cleaning up the highway and there's twenty five of us. Yeah. That's a lot. And then you see some families, they're like, There's ninety eight of us. You're like, How the fuck? There's gotta be one there's person. There's ninety eight of us and there's and great 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 grandpa is still here with us. Yeah. It's like what? Yeah. Exactly. How is that possible? He doesn't even realize we're taking a photo. Yeah, he thinks he's back in <laughs> Vietnam. He saw a flash and he about freaked out. Yeah. Like, he thought it was the nuke. He thought it was about time. He thought he saw the light for a second. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. But to like corral people and to like be like, Okay, we're we're all taking a photo, I guarantee in those family photos you're like you find one person like I my eyes are closed. Yeah. And you're like, You gotta be fucking kidding me. Yep. You have one shot. Yeah, you blew it. Yeah, exactly, dude. It's the only time little Jimmy was smiling and not crying, and your eyes were closed. It's like, God damn it, you got to be sure out of the family. Yeah, get out. <laughs> Next, people, people have been exiled for a lot less. That's for sure. Dude. Yeah, okay. over for a family photo. Oh, oh man, gosh. what do you have coming up? Like anytime soon? Do you have any, any vacations? Any plans? Anything? Yeah. So actually, uh, me and my girlfriend. Shout out Jacinda, if you're listening, if you, if you want to listen to this podcast. Uh, we're actually going to San Antonio um, for her birthday in November. Nice. So, yeah, we have – it'll be fun. We haven't had – we've been together for a little over two years now. We haven't had a couple's trip, just us two. Yeah. Is know? there any significance to San, uh, San Antonio? No. Just going. Just going. That's cool. Yeah. We wanted to she, – She's she loves Harry Styles. Okay. And we were going to – she asked if we could go, and so we looked at tickets, and man – they were, they were a little expensive. I was like, yeah. if we're gonna go to Harry Styles, I'm not sitting in the fucking nosebleeds. Sure. I want to get at least mid range. Yeah. Maybe not floor. Sure. But mid range. Yeah, yeah. But golly, his concerts sell out so fast. Yeah, I believe golly. it. Golly, and it was gonna be in uh, L.A. So that would have been a blast. Sure. It would have been amazing because I haven't been to L.A. I've never been. Yeah. I've been when I was younger, but I don't remember because I was like, you know, a sure. wee lad in diapers. Sure. <clears throat> But it would have been a blast. And I was like, we really need to take a trip. So I thought San Antonio's San Antonio's cool. You yeah. know, there's a lot of stuff to do out there and Yeah. We got a hotel right there along I the river. I also feel Walk. like San Antonio, which I, I don't actually know this, I feel like San Antonio would be like half the price of LA. Oh, by far. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like you know. I also like, you know, I don't I don't really know what's going on out there, but I I feel like LA also is gonna be very uh interesting in terms of like they're probably still doing certain COVID mandates. They're probably still doing like... Yeah, they might be. They're still doing stuff that like probably would be like, oh, this isn't as fun as it could be. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really follow that anymore. I don't either. We're free here, so yeah, I don't really dude. give a shit. <laughs> Out here in America? Out here? <laughs> I, yeah. Shockingly. They're, yeah, dude. I'm fucking, surprised we're still free. Oh, dude. It like It's so funny because I literally tested positive for COVID like two hours before the cdc was like no more restrictions but my company was like yeah but you tested during the guidelines so you have to stay out of work for five straight days i was like you gotta be fucking shitting me with this dude yeah i'm pretty sure i was a super spreader i'm not gonna lie i didn't know i had it i felt sick yeah you know 
my girlfriend got it and I was around her, but I was like, I feel fine. I, I yeah. really did. Like I truly did. Yeah. And then it was around my birthday and we went out and that day I, I felt, I felt really bad. Yeah. And I'm sorry if, if, if anyone that's listening and, and had contact with me near my birthday. There's no way they're sick. listening now, dude. They're gone. They're <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's bad. Oh, <clears> fuck. That's dude. so bad. <laughs> but like, it's, it's yeah. Thank goodness. I'm at, I mean, I'm at the point with COVID, which I think it's the severity of it's come down. Right. But I, I oh, treat it big just, time. I was about to say, I, just, I treat it like any other disease at this point. It's like, if you feel okay, then do things like yeah, you're fine. Exactly. But I'm the person like, if I feel sick, I'm staying home. It doesn't matter if it's COVID. It doesn't matter if it's nothing. If I don't feel good. I'm, I'm going to stay home. home and I, I'd rather, if I feel like crap, I'm going to sleep. Yeah. I'm not going to go out. Yeah. A hundred percent. You know? And it's just, it's common sense. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. Don't get me started. Yeah. <laughs> that, but I'll go, on for, I'll go on for hours. I was about to say the, the weird part of COVID, all of it was weird. Don't get me wrong. But it's interesting when you look at it because ultimately it, it was a big deal right away. It was also scary. Not a whole lot of people knew what was going on. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> but especially, especially now you're like, dude, I just, I don't feel good. Then I'm staying home. Yeah. Like, like, don't, don't make it any more complicated than just that. And like, uh, <clears throat> like looking back to, it's like, God, we were such clowns. Yeah. We were literally following arrows in Walmart. We Bro. couldn't go. We only had to go one way. What Bro. the fuck is that about? I, I remember. And then you like, get looked at because you're going the opposite way. Yeah. I'm like, sorry, I'm going there's, into oncoming traffic. There was last oh, week. Oh, dude. Oncoming traffic. <laughs> last week we were just <laughs> mingling. You know, oh, dude. carts facing separate ways, and we were fine. The funny part, I remember, because like that, that whole time was such a whirlwind, right? Like, the, no one knew what was going on. But I remember when it first happened, it was like, oh, this is insane. And there was just stuff that I was like, there's no way they canceled this. Yeah. And then that was canceled, and you're like, oh, there's no way this is being canceled. And then I remember, like, school, they're like, three weeks spring break. I do remember that. Little did we know that no one was going back to school until 2021. Yeah. Like New Mexico public schools, no kid went back to school until spring of 2021. Yeah. Which is insane to think about. Yeah. But it was just all like, I remember Noah called me and he was just bummed. I think you guys were like doing your beard eye tournament or whatever. And he's like, dude, he's like. They pretty much have canceled this, like canceled that. Well, he's they like, canceled this. White Rose. Dude, they I bought, I White Rose. went and bought a, I had a suit. I wanted a suit. Yeah. I went and bought a custom suit. It was like 500 bucks. Yeah. And I got it all tailored up, ready to go. Next week, White Rose canceled. Bro. Graduation canceled. Bro. Went and bought, I, I literally, dude, I'm not even joking. I went and got my cap and gown, everything. Yeah. Spent however much it was next day. Graduation's canceled. It's remote. It's a PowerPoint, oh, dude. It's a PowerPoint. <sighs> we now that I think of it, <laughs> like, we still we still haven't had a white rose since 2019. Technically, I'm not alum. <laughs> Fuck, that's a good way. To I think mean, about it. technically, yeah, yeah. All my guys in my class were not alum because we never had a we never alumni, had a ceremony. Yeah, alumni ceremony. Never did, dude. That's insane because you're looking at 2023 being the next time it happens, and you graduated in 2020. Yeah. That's kind of nuts. It's a weird way to look at that. It is a very weird way to look at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Noah and I were playing golf when the graduation was going off. And, like, he 
didn't even realize it was happening. He was just like, oh, shit. And someone, like, sent him a text or, like, sent him a Snapchat. And they're like, congrats, bro. And it was, like, Noah Pierce, like, whatever. On their TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, what the fuck? And, like, no more than 20 minutes later, because it was just him and I. And then we were playing with, like, two other random guys that we got linked up with. And uh, one guy was like, oh, I graduated college this year. Well, I graduated college this year. I was like, I graduated in 2018. And then Noah's like, I graduated 20 minutes ago. <laughs> Via PowerPoint. <laughs> yeah, dude. He's like, what the fuck is happening? Oh, gosh. Wild times, man. It really was. It was such a... Honestly, though, wild times, but those were the best times. Because so. me and my buddies were always hanging out. Yeah. Noah was in El Paso, but I think he would come down at times. Yeah, I believe it. And we would literally play video games all day, all yeah. night. Wake up, work out, yeah. have cookouts. And it was a blast, dude. Yeah. I was still working, though, fortunately. Yeah. I was working at you know, Icebox here in town. <clears throat> and we were we were uh, always serving up the beer. Yeah. You know, because we were, uh, what was the word that we were, um, oh, what's the freaking word? I can't think of it. But anyways. So, social distancing? No, 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 no. It was, uh, I can't remember it. Anyways, you were, you were still a restaurant? Was yeah, that we were a restaurant. Say? Got it. Um, God, what the hell is the word? I can't think of it. <clears throat> Anyways, we were open through the whole pandemic. Yeah. And uh, it was great. You know, we would we would get beer and then go drink it afterwards. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was just a good time, man. It was yeah. like, we didn't have to work. I mean, didn't have to work, but we still worked. But it was, as bad as it was, it was still fun. Yeah, because we had more free time, I guess yeah. you'd say. It was weird because like the first six weeks from like when the CDC, or, or sorry, when the World Health Organization said it's a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. For six weeks, we were uh, essential. That's the word. Essential. Essential. Brother. We were essential because we served workers. food, dude. That's that the is, word I was. That looking is for. such an interesting right, like because that redefined. Everything. what your job was right yeah. and if you think about it which is insane because if, if i'm you know if i'm a parent in this day of age i go hey you should find essential work yeah you like, were essential worker <laughs> if you if you're going to a vape shop you are not essential <laughs> like, go work a, at walmart yeah as I you'll say, be essential you'll be essential like you you're not getting laid off anytime soon yeah oh fuck dude that is such a wild I forgot all about that. Yeah, that was the word. I was, I was like, what the hell there is was, that yeah, word? There is, an, there is a specific word, and yeah, that is the word. Yeah, it was essential. So oh we were essential. Gosh. So we served. And the reason why we could serve beer is because we served food. Right. So Because if anyone was not a restaurant, like yeah. it, people may have forgotten, at least for New Mexico, it could have been elsewhere. 50% of your revenue had to come from food. Yeah, it did. It you, really did. Yeah, you couldn't, you couldn't say... Because like, so for example... Um, Total Wine in Albuquerque, both of them tried to stay open because remember liquor stores closed for a little bit there too. Yeah, they did. And which was so, there's so many different things that are so stupid because in my mind, I'm like, you're literally funnel, like funneling people to Walmarts, to Smiths, to these other stores. Instead of them being literally spaced out further, mm-hmm. you're literally funneling people in when you wanted to keep them socially distant. You're kind of like bringing in the like 
bad crowd in a I would, sense. I wouldn't even say bad crowd. You're bringing in a crowd. A crowd. You know yeah, what I mean? I guess you're, just, you're right. You're yeah. just bringing in more people. Because think of it. Like, even if, and, and you know, uh, whatever the stigma may be around drinking, obviously I don't give a fuck, right? But the the bigger thing is if you and I went, you know, we're like, oh, you know what? Let's just stop at this liquor store. We stop at Celebrate R.I.P. But, like, you just stop at, like, a liquor store so I don't have to go all the way into Walmart. Well, guess yeah. what? Now you don't have a choice. Now you have to go all the way to Walmart. It's out of your way. It's like, golly, I don't want to do this. And now there's more people <clears throat> going into that store than they would have had otherwise. Mm-hmm. The yeah. other one that I remember, and this was fucking insane thinking about it now, was I remember at the end of 2020, they had re-shut down to essential work and they had made a rule which is i mean even thinking of this now is just fucking like ridiculous every store in new mexico had to keep their um occupancy not occupancy but um the amount of people in store i guess occupancy yeah I don't know. um they had like they to were like 25 percent occupancy 25 percent. it's like maximum of 75 though because you got to think a walmart can have a maximum occupancy any walmart in the state minus neighborhoods i think neighborhood walmarts might be like 500 yeah uh super centers can hold a thousand when you think of employees and customers how wild is that we had to stand in line people were literally standing in line standing in line mind you i was you know a red bull rep just a vendor and so i would literally bypass the line Talk about a time where I thought I was going to get shot for doing my job. <laughs> yeah. Dude. You see people standing in line cold as fuck in November, just, yeah. just standing there. And like, I remember even thinking about that too, is there were people on Facebook. That was a, a job for people. They're like, I'll stand in line for you for $15 an hour. I remember that. People were I legitimately totally remember that. getting paid for that. It's like, Wow. Good for you though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, fuck it, dude. Like, there's a demand for that. Yeah, and, and I do remember that. If Holy you shit. if you think about it, if you're gonna sit in line for three hours, but you could get, you know, you pay someone forty five dollars just so you can like, just go grab some groceries. It's like, all right, like I guess I I guess I'll do that. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just standing out there in the cold. But yeah, I remember that, and then I I remember like, random people uh, like my roommates. It wasn't for much, right? Like, it, and it was not very often. But I was living with, uh, at that time, I was living with uh, Campbell and and Checo. Still living with them, I guess. Um, that was weird to say that, but um, you know, they'd be like, "Hey, will you grab paper towels?" It's like, yeah, but it's like, again, I walked in to do my job, and I walked out because they're like, "Oh, he's a vendor." The the employee would tell people in line, "Oh, he's a vendor. He's a vendor." Like trying to defend me and then i walk out with groceries <laughs> speaking of paper towels how about the toilet paper shortage fuck i forgot about that dude, too dude how about that no like what the fuck was that all about oh, i remember that too like like why did that why was that even a thing like talk talk about essential right because it's like one of those things you think about ultimately it's not essential nor is bottled water but people were buying that out too well but toilet paper yeah. Like, why specifically toilet paper? The, I can understand, like, the Lysol and the freaking all the, you know. The the toilet paper, I can't think but of But toilet paper, like, why? Like, just it, wiping your ass constantly, it, I guess. At the, at the end of the day, 
you don't need toilet paper. And that sounds stupid to as say. As long as you time it right, baby. Just yeah. turn on that shower I was about and let to say, it run. Bro, if you got if you got a nice homie, you got family members you trust, fucking you got a hose, you can do that too. Like yeah. there's like here's the thing. Like there's things that are just not essential. That is not essential. But people yeah. were buying it like in loads. They dude. were. They were they were it was to the point where they were like, okay, they set up signs two per cart. Yeah, that was a state ordinance. That yeah. was a state ordinance. You it's couldn't. Just, it's just wild to think. Yeah, about. it's oh my gosh. Here's the thing: is that, <clears throat> and I love my dad, and I can say this because he's not going to listen to this, which is totally fine. But he, for a long time there, any time he went to a Smiths or Albertsons for like a six month span, right? He was buying as much toilet paper as he could get my dad would do the same thing he, like and that's <laughs> my dad's like, like every time we go to the walmart we buy a thing of toilet paper might, we don't it, need it but it, we got it exactly like, <laughs> he my dad was the same thought process he's like he's like you might as well you I'm might like, as well just in case and i don't like, know what why the my fuck dad do you it. mean the fuck do you mean just in case like yeah. you were just making fun of people for buying it in bulk you're doing the same thing over a thread of time. I was like, you're essentially doing layaway, brother. Like, like you're having fucking toilet paper, dude. It went from four ply to one ply. Ah, oh, that was so, so insane. And then the, like, do we need masks? Do we not need masks? Do we oh, need this? That. Do we not need this? Like, for a while there, our company was uh, not forcing us. I, I Forcing us, and I, I truly mean that, not in, like, um, like they weren't forcing us, but they're strongly recommended. They're just every single week we would get a text of, do you need uh, latex gloves? Always latex gloves. God, we had to wear those too for and, like a short span. Yeah. I'm like, what? That, and you have more worst. germs on a latex glove than you do your actual hands because you Probably, can at least yeah. wash your hands. Right. You know? Yeah. My hands, I wash my hands so much during the pandemic that I they, my knuckles were literally bleeding cracking yeah bleeding yeah like i mean it was insane yeah it hurt to wash my hands yeah that's how raw they were and we were not just washing our hands and drying them it was putting hand sanitizer right after oh which was also drying out your fucking hands yeah that was it wasn't fun not at all that was nuts uh when mask like first came out it was like oh build your own mask and then no do this and i'm like i remember having a crown royal mask that like my grandmother's friend made and it was it got a laugh which i was like i'm always in for a laugh if it makes someone laugh it's like it's fucking worth it in my mind <laughs> but it got to like a <clears throat> month out and like for the first three weeks i didn't wash it it is gross <laughs> fuck dude <laughs> it was so nasty <laughs> but it like got to like a month two months in and like each week at the end of the week i was washing it um all this kind of stuff and then I was like, this is pretty fucking disgusting. Like, this is a very gross mask. And, like, I was like, I think I probably should just do disposable ones. Yeah. And that's when I finally went to that. And, like, that, oh, the fucking, the mask thing was a lot longer than anything else. Yeah, it was. I still see people, I still see people wearing masks. I, I got to give it up, though. I got to give it up to the people's creativity. Yeah. I've seen all kinds. All everything. kinds of masks. I've seen everything and you can think of. I'm like, wow. But then I'm like, wow, yeah, why, yeah, and well, and like, some some people I can I can understand, but like when I see it in context, right, the the big thing that kills me is when someone's wearing a mask, and you're you're talking to them or whatever, and all of a sudden they pull it down, to then talk to you, you're like, 
bro, you're defeating the whole purpose. Well, you grab me another one, please. It's like, you're defeating the entire purpose of why you're wearing the mask in the first place. And then you see people who they'll wear it into a restaurant. And they were doing that. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. Um, you see people like, like in a restaurant, right? And they, they're they wearing it in. Then they sit down and are taking it off. And you're like, bro, like I can I can appreciate what you're doing. But you're all like, you're defeating the purpose. There yeah, was one time it that was never a, made sense to me either. It was in like March of 2021, right? So we're like a full year into this thing, and we were at Santa Fe Brewing, um, right? It's either right outside of Santa Fe or like right inside Santa Fe, right? Um, great spot. They have an awesome outdoor uh, beer garden. It's fantastic, right? It's just, it's beautiful. <clears throat> you go out there with some buddies. It's a it's a really good time. Mm-hmm. We were there, and there were people that were huddled, like, I don't know, eight people, all socially distanced. So, like, they're huddled, like, in a circle, but, like, distance out. All of them had masks on, all holding a beer. They're talking with people, doing whatever, pull their mask down, drink, put the mask back back on. Outside, might I add. And you're like, like, at that point, like, just do a Zoom call. Like, what are you proving at this point? I I mean, and it's not, like... Uh, people try to like make it political. It's like it's not even political. Just what? Do, what are you? What are you proving? Yeah. What? Is, like you're if you're again if you're that worried and some people are and some people have reasons to be that worried. Stay home. Stay home. Or like or you know do a Zoom call or what whatever. But yeah, you're you're literally being handed a beer from someone else who works there. Like you're you're putting yourself at risk regardless. And again, if you're that worried, fine. Yeah. Like I, I get it. You know, some people have the reason to. But oh yeah, I don't know. Me neither. Just a bunch of sheep following the. <laughs> sorry oh, if it offends. Dude. I'm sorry if it oh, offends dude. anybody, but it's the truth. The the I'm like the, it's the just term the... the term sheep has never been used more, dude. <laughs> like, it's that's the, the truth. No, I mean there there's some things right. Like again, whatever you believe, I don't really give a shit. The the word sheep. Um, I I said this to someone recently, and I, I'm trying to write it into a bit. Kind of, it's like there's never been a worse time to have just been born with a name Karen. It's like. I was given that, dude. I didn't. I didn't choose the name Karen. Yeah. But there's Thanks a lot, never, mom and dad. Yeah, exactly. And there's never been a better time to be Brandon. Oh, <laughs> like, God. Let's go, Brandon. People, yeah, exactly, dude. Like people oh, fucking man. love harping on Karens and absolutely cheering on. Let's Brand- go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Oh, it's so fucking funny. It's great. How uh, <clears throat> have you done any stand up lately? Or so you kind of taking a break from that, or what's what's going on there? So I um. I did a comedy competition like two weeks ago um, at Tractor Brewing. Um, so there's 10 comedians. Everyone has five minutes. And to put that in perspective, it's interesting to watch comedians with allotted time. Because mm-hmm. there's some comedians that are absolute killers and they're fantastic and they usually do like 40 minutes. To think of, think of the last time that you had to do anything public speaking – how long was it, probably? A few minutes, maybe. I was about to say, there's maybe a couple of times in most people's life that they had to go up for 15 minutes. Like yeah. That, that might be, like, the extent of anyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now think of that is not a requirement, but rather that's just something you wanted to do, and you had 40 minutes of material that you created in your head because you thought it would make strangers laugh. That is fucking insane. That <laughs> like, is, it's really crazy it's, to think about. It's absolutely silly when you think about it. <clears throat> but 
the the caveat to that competition again everyone has five minutes so you don't get to rely on jokes that build or premises that build you have good jokes awesome get it done in five minutes yeah so there are some people that are much better comedians than me but i placed higher than they did Mm -hmm. right i if if someone were to try to hire me right now and be like hey man i want you to open for this guy you got to do 10 minutes I'd probably have to turn it down because I have like five minutes of material. <laughs> like yeah. and there's, I, I have tons of jokes <clears throat> that I've written. And there's tons of jokes that I've tried. But if you're talking about like what I feel confident in, I feel confident in five minutes that I have. Yeah. I, I so when that. you, when you do do your, your five minutes, do you get laughs? Do you get a lot of laughs? I got some solid pops that night for sure. Oh, okay. Um, and it, and it's weird, right? Because like, Every crowd's a little bit different. Every um, venue's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. That venue, that night in particular, which was funny. Like, both my parents have come and see me. Like, they've seen me do stand-up, which is super, super cool. Yeah. And I'm very pumped about that. I have supportive parents. I don't have, like, underrated R material. <laughs> so, like, they're very uncomfortable when they do watch, right? right yeah. And I tried to get it out of my dad because he was like, it's stuff I didn't want to hear, dude. And I'm like... I get that. I was like, but objectively, is it funny? He's like, I didn't want to hear it. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I get that. But was it funny? Was it funny? Yeah, exactly. Right. I'm like, I'm not like, I get like, you didn't want to hear your little boy doing that. Right. But, um, so, um, what was he going to say though? Yeah. Like, so the, the tractor brewing though, when we did it, imagine, um, Bosky brewing Mm -hmm. that amount of space, but there being like 70 people. Okay, so it's like pretty packed. Yeah, and not only is it pretty packed, but it, it's tight. Yeah, like it or like or packed tight, right? But like people are very very close, mm-hmm. and you just feel like they're on top of you, which is exactly what you want. People yeah. like it's not like like music. You can kind of have people spread out a little bit more, mm-hmm. as long as the the sound travels, it's okay. Yeah. But like when people are tight on each other, the the laughs are infectious, and it's just in, like contagious. So I had some really solid pops that night and it just, it felt amazing. I felt like I was, I was loose and I was doing my thing. So that felt great. Um, I haven't done a ton, like ton of open mics lately. Like I said, I had COVID, I don't know, a week and a half ago. Um, so I need to get back to some open mics and stuff, especially with like work too. Work's been nuts, but I have been pursuing that and doing some material, doing some stuff. Um, the thing that I've done the most consistent though are like the roast battles and those are, Oh, so much like okay i've done public speaking and public speaking is super tough very very tough to do um and i feel comfortable doing it however doing stand-up is 10 times worse than that doing the roast battles is 10 times worse than stand-up because like at least with stand-up and i've i've bombed before right like i've i've gone up and just like eaten shit no one laughs you're like fuck you're like ugh. that's probably that's probably a pretty shitty feeling. It's the fucking worst, dude. Like, think of any time you've been in a group situation and you tell a joke and no one laughs. You're like... I've been there multiple times. And it sucks, <laughs> right? But here's the thing. Conversation keeps going. It does. Someone else talks. When you bomb on stage, they're just waiting for you to say something again. <laughs> you're like... And then, like, what sucks... Crickets. Yeah, as I was about to say, what sucks is, like, you know, you're like, oh, and, and football. And everyone's like, okay. All right. Well... And then you're like... So, uh, you know, I've been in college and like, they're like, oh, so that was the joke. Like people are like registering. Oh, he tried a joke. 
oh, oh. it also didn't work like and so then then they're like oh this guy sucks and then so like you're digging yourself a hole and they're like this guy's not good and then you say another joke and even if it's funny they're like yeah i don't know man like they already have a preconceived notion so it's like it gets worse as it goes right that's um, probably just such a tough deal it, you I gotta, do it. you gotta have thick skin, and like again, I've I've never done more than like I think the the longest I've done, and that was just because I I did a show that I was scheduled to be on. They're like, you have five to seven minutes. I think I did six, and it's like okay, like difference between five and six is nothing. Mm-hmm. So it's like yeah. it's not like I've done a ton. So five minutes is like what I've done. I couldn't imagine like bombing for like forty minutes, and comedians have done it right, like gone up for forty minutes. That's oh, yeah. the time you have to fulfill, and you just eat shit. So, like, the longest I've, like, eaten shit is, like, five minutes. And that even is so discouraging. You, like, you have to have thick skin to do it. And those five minutes probably feel like five hours. feels like fucking forever. I'm sure. But when you get, like, <clears throat> pops, you're just like, fuck, I, I've only been up here for, like, a minute. And it's like, no, you've been up there for five. Like, yeah, the time is super relative. The roast battles, though, because you get, like, three jokes each. And ultimately, when you do those jokes you're never going to say those jokes again. Cause at least if you bomb, you can rewrite those jokes. You can say them differently. So who are you roasting? The, are you like paired against someone and you're yep. roasting that person? Yep. So do you get that prior to the show? Yeah. So, so you're going to be roasting, like I'll be roasting you. So I have the day before to write up jokes. So it's usually about, oops, pardon, um, the shortest amount of time I've had to write for someone is two weeks. Oh, okay. So like they usually get the, the lineup to everyone about a month ahead um and i'm usually like the last week sort of person anyway there might be some stuff that i'm like i like the idea of this or like this but i really don't like hone in writing until like a week out and yeah so you you do know who you're going against and i'm glad they do that because like they've done tournaments where you know you know who you're going up against first and that first round is awesome show wise for fans it's like oh this is hilarious and then you get to that second round where it's like, it's all variable. You don't really know who you're going up against. Mm-hmm. And some people do prepare, right? They go, okay, I'm either going up against one of these two people. So they write some jokes for them. But then as the tournament goes on, it's like, you, you really don't know. So you kind of have to write a little bit for everyone, but you obviously have to get past that first round. Nothing's better than that first round. And then when you get to the championship, you have the two best roasters of the night. However, they haven't even really written for each other. Right. So the show isn't as good. Um, so, like, ultimately, when they do the roast battles and they have the lineup and people have time to write for each other, it's a pretty good product. And where it's at in Albuquerque, it can fit, like, 200 people. For the last, like, everyone that I've done has been packed. Like, it is rowdy. And people, because people love that. I mean, think about, yeah. like, any, like, think of, like, human history. People love gladiators and watching, like, people just go at it. Mm-hmm people love and and think of like anytime you just watch two people just absolutely shitting on each other it's so fun it it is a good time to watch it and some people come out with some outlandish shit oh i could only imagine and like when i first went i was like i was like let's see because you you think like oh it's going to be like politically correct you can it's going to be this fuck no dude people are going for like each other's throats and people no filters not at all and people love it because, like, think about it, right? All day, every day, you go to work or you go around town or you go whatever, and it's so exhausting to be politically correct all the time. Yeah. 
right? And you're skirt like you're you're skating around people's feelings and you're trying to appease the masses. Mm-hmm. People are having drinks. They paid to be at this show. They want to see people really talk shit. <laughs> they want to see people and like the still the best joke that I've heard. There's this, uh, and I, I'm gonna botch this because obviously, right? Being politically correct, um, it's this guy who cross dresses and does uh, drag shows. Her name is Tsunami. It's her stage name. Okay. So they're going back and forth. And this guy, Jared, who's a great writer. He's a great guy, too. Um, he It's his very last joke of the night. And he, goes, he goes, don't you guys think it's ironic that a guy named Tsunami can't get wet? <laughs> Bro, shut it the fuck down. Pe- I mean, like, people were literally running around just going, oh. oh and, like, the, the host right after the last joke would like wait till the laugh. He didn't even get on stage for like another minute. People are just like literally freaking out. I'll show you the video after. I mean, it was so fucking funny. Right. And like another one was uh, Caleb Mulkey with Josh Fournier. Uh, Josh Fournier is a native American. And uh, earlier that night during his set, he talked about suicide, like, you know, thoughts that he's had. Mm-hmm. And so Caleb, uh, because they do stand up before and then they do some roast battles. Well, Caleb's going against him. He's like, I was super worried earlier when you talked about committing suicide. He's like, but then I was like, no, we're fine. Like, Cause he talked about like hanging himself. He's like, he's like, I was super worried when you're talking about hanging yourself. He's like, and then I'm like, Oh, we're fine. He's like, TPs don't have rafters. And I was like, God <laughs> damn dude. It's like, and again, like you hear this, right. And you're like, fuck, like, Oh it's, my God. It's fun to listen to people shit on each other. But when people like go for the jugular, Cause like afterward, like everyone that's on the show are super cordial and like, I, like everybody that I've gone up against, I've dapped up after and like, I was like, Oh dude, that was funny. And like, you know, Hey bro, like I appreciate like, Oh, this was great. Like everyone is just there for the laugh. Like yeah. no one is like offended and it's just, but again, did we say offensive shit? Yes. But the laugh is it's, like worth it. Yeah. That's great, dude. It's fucking fun. <laughs> like I've I, never, I've never been to a comedy show. Actually. No, I have never been to a comedy show. You, I've always like, wanted to go. Do you enjoy comedy? I do. Okay. I, I, I mean, I have a great sense of humor. So, like, I sure. I love to just listen yeah. to people make jokes or talk shit about certain things or what. But I'm telling you right now, if you, <clears throat> if you go to a show, uh, be it at a comedy club or um, watch it, like, in theater or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. What happens, and it's really interesting, is you'll see someone who's, like, not incredibly famous right mm-hmm. like especially if you go to comedy club or people are traveling or local acts or whatever right uh, you'll go and what happens is you'll watch these people and you'll laugh hard as fuck and be like why don't we like know this person why are they like fucking famous like what is going on mm-hmm. and you start to realize like oh there's really something to like being in the room when someone's extremely funny yeah and like Anyone that's had a special, like on Netflix or like HBO or whatever, you're like, oh, they are extremely funny. And you're only seeing like a little bit of how funny they really are mm-hmm. watching it. Yeah. But when you're in the room and you like see someone who's like mildly funny, you're like, fuck, this person's really fucking funny. And it's really cool to see that. I highly recommend like any <clears throat> any comedian that's like coming through. Yeah, I need to get I need to get myself out there because 
I love I love to listen to comedy. It's great. Whenever there's a another show, like because I, I follow a lot of the comedians who like tour around and stuff, um, mm-hmm. at least in New Mexico. Whenever there's a show that I, I think is worth watching, I'll I'll shoot it to you. Yeah, for sure. There was a there was a guy recently, uh, Kurt Fletcher, um, in Albuquerque. I sent it to Hooven. And he went and watched, and he was like, oh, dude, he's pretty fucking funny. There was, uh, I think there was, like, an open mic or some kind of comedy deal at the uh, Picacho Peak Brewing here in town. Okay. Like, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I heard it on the radio, because uh, one of the radio stations that I listened to out of El Paso, one of the commentators or radio hosts or whatever you call him. You get it. Is a comedian mm. trying to make it big. And I guess he's really funny, but I guess he was out there, and then a couple others... So I was like, wow. And it was free, too. So anyone yeah. could have gone. The the <clears throat> open mics are super fun for that, right? Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's free. And one thing I will tell you is, like, go with a very open mind because a lot of people are not good. And it's not, like, talking shit. It's just yeah. true. And then, oh, yeah. like, and then you have people who are, like, okay. They're, like, mm-hmm. not bad. But they still eat shit. Then you have people that are really good. You're like, oh, they're they're kind of funny, but they're like everyone's like trying stuff though, right? right. Like it's yeah. like it's not great. The the metaphor I I used a lot um, early on is like Mike Trout was not just Mike Trout. Like he had to play a little, he had to play little league, he had to get to you know uh, pitchers league, he had to get to middle school, high school, he had to do summer league. He did, you know what I mean? Like right. there's steps to the process. Yeah, I'm like. I'm pretty good at t-ball. Like that's the best way to put it right now. Like I might be one of the one of the better t-ball players. Yeah. But if you put me in a major league setting, like yeah, I'm gonna strike out. <laughs> like yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So when you go to an open mic, like just just keep an open mind. Like a lot of like it can be tough sitting through some of that. Oh well, I mean, I can only imagine the person performing too. Oh dude. You know, it could be in like their first or second time, and they're they know they're maybe not that good. Yeah. They don't have the confidence or the stage presence for it, you know, and so it's already nerve wracking for them. So then they get nervous and maybe <clears throat> maybe the joke's really good. They're just delivery is yeah. not at, you know, on point. Yeah. You know, there is one dude I watched and I was just like there like he uh, he tells this joke and it's it's pretty like high level humor, like very like you have to really think about it. And he's not like. It's not very loud, and so like you, like you also like can't hear him that well. And I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm invested. I'm like really listening. I'm trying to trying to really hear the joke. Mm-hmm. And even when he told it, I was like, uh, I was like, and no one laughed, right? Everyone's just kind of like staring at him. And he was just like, he was like, that's way over everyone's head. And I'm like, <laughs> no, motherfucker, you didn't say it like yeah, the best. It's all, I, I feel like, like what I feel like comedy about? is like all about delivery too. It is. It, I mean. I don't know. Like, I can't speak as like an expert. I can just speak as like I've tried it. Yeah. It's such a it's such a weird it's such a weird animal, right? Like, you know, there and like everything else I've done in in life, whether it be business, sports, um, you know, church or whatever, you have someone who's like willing to coach you, mm-hmm. and ultimately, like, there's no there's no way to like teach comedy. Yeah. Like, you have to bring an idea to someone first to then be like and, and even then like it's the weirdest thing because you have to perform it to find out if it's funny like imagine like a musician who had to perform their music to find out if people liked it and then had to go back and rewrite the song no a lot of time they just perform the song and that's the song yeah that's it mm-hmm. right like <clears throat> it's just the final product yep but like comedy's nice where you can like re- kind of manipulate it yeah exactly kind of tweak it here and there yeah what are like ways that you find yourself? Because I, 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 
I find it interesting when people really reflect on this. What are ways that like you're creative? Golly, creative, like artistically or just in general? Creative. Very open-ended, right? Yeah. I feel like I'm not very like a creative person. So a lot of like anytime I've asked that, that's the first thing I hear from people. I know. I mean, I really, I honestly, I, I just, I don't think I'm very, I'm very straightforward. I don't really think much outside the box. So one of the, one of the things I hear from people, right. And like the first person I've asked, uh, in the terms of like a criminal justice major, the other two people I've asked are engineers, Glenn and Nick Kirshen. So both of them, same thing, not very creative. Okay. Well, creative is like different, right? Cause like immediately, yeah. and, and you ask like, uh, the same way that I explain it to people immediately, you think of like art, you think of like, okay, someone who paints, someone who writes, someone who de- like, you think of, um, you think of art first and foremost, mm-hmm. which I understand that I'm not, I'm not picking on you, but, um, the other thing, things is like the answer that I got was, or, or the way I had to like pull it out of Nick was he built a kitchenette in his backyard to like hold his grill and a mini fridge. And like, it's got like a cutting uh, table on there so he can grill out and do all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But none of that was there. And none of that was just purchased. I mean the grill and the the mini fridge, but he made it. Yeah. He designed it and he put it exactly how he wanted it. The dimension stuff. I'm like, it's something I could have never just concept. Like I could imagine it, right? It's easy to imagine, but like, to conceptually go from the ground up materials on need to know the, you know, the weight that it needs to support all that. Like none of that I would have been able to do. Yeah, me neither. And, <clears throat> and every person has a different level of creativity, right? Um, or different brain for creativity. Yeah. Glenn, uh, his answer. And I, I think he's got more to it and I, I need to talk to him again just to kind of pick his brain to see what he thinks. But his is like problem solving constantly finding a better more efficient way is this the best way to do it like he can find a solution like be given a problem find a solution and he enjoys that right yeah so it's like i always love hearing ways that like people can be creative and Mm -hmm. try to like search that out because i think it's so interesting when you think of creativity and thinking of and i mean literally like from like if you really think about it right we're in your house someone had to conceptually put this together right this table same thing this fucking macbook i'm recording off of like literally everything here had to be a concept that someone thought of Mm -hmm. this wasn't just here i feel like i just don't really it's one of those things where like when you ask that question you don't really think about it yeah like it's like well i don't really know what i mean but like in a daily routine you know you always probably do something creative that you really don't really think about at all you know you do something at work where you're like you're always problem solving or doing something, but you don't really think about it as creativity. Right. So maybe that's why I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah. I, that, that would be my challenge to you. Like <clears throat> not even like the next week or like month or whatever is just kind of evaluate that. Cause I think yeah. it's so interesting. Like I, I also try to find ways that other people are creative. Cause then it's like, okay, like, can I seek that out? Challenge like my brain. Mm-hmm. I always like, I just like seeing like where other people are coming from too. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Again, in the same way that like, Kirshen is creative in, in that fashion. I'm like, okay, could I even build a table? I don't know that I could right now. Yeah. It, it sounds silly. But. I mean, that sounds really cool though. Like if you can build something like that, golly, I wish I could do something like that. Yeah. And like, he didn't look it up. He was like, he just no, did it. I want, I want it to be this amount of 
like width. I want it to be able to hold this amount of whatever. Like he's yeah, exactly. He just did it. Just did it. Yeah. And like my dumbass would be like ordering shit, and he did it. I'd be like uh, I'd be like Patrick on SpongeBob with the the two by four on my forehead. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, that's man. me. That would be me. Yeah. Or building and you know yeah that, that that's me. Yeah. And well, like it's just interesting too because like, and, and I'm really, really bad at this because I'm fuck, I'm obsessed with TikTok. I fucking love TikTok. The problem is it constantly just feeds me, right? Like so, like mentally, I feel like a fat ass of I'm just being fed, but I'm not working my brain. Yeah. I'm not like <clears throat> like I don't write enough. I don't I don't do things enough. Like it's in terms of like comedy, I'm not like challenging myself enough. I'm just constantly fed something and go, oh, that's funny. Oh, that's funny. And just well, you know what? Scrolling. And I don't think that's just you. I think that's just the majority of people. A hundred percent. It's taking over. Yeah. We're so brainwashed by social media and all these apps, myself included. No, I mean, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm always on freaking scrolling on TikTok, looking at stupid dog videos. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you know, stupid freaking. I don't know. I saw food videos. I saw. I do video, love the food dude. videos because I do, I do, I do enjoy cooking. I yeah. like to cook. Yeah, I mean, I do when I when I do cook. You know what? Like, what's interesting about that is, like, when you're cooking, especially especially when you're cooking, because it it can be very dangerous. Like yeah. it's, it can be extremely dangerous when you think about it, right? Boiling water in itself <laughs> is dangerous. <laughs> That's a very dangerous thing. Cutting anything with a knife, a super incredibly sharp object, yeah, very dangerous. Like. You have to have a lot of focus. So you get out of your way and like out of like when I say out of your way or like out of a routine Mm -hmm. to get to something to create. Yeah. And maybe that's a very simplified way of thinking of that. Mm -hmm. But that's a way of being creative, right? Yeah. I just think, again, like finding finding ways that you are creative and ways that you're not just constantly being fed. Like it's fun to think about in my mind. Yeah. I don't know. No, no, no. That makes total sense. I don't fucking cook ever. I do. I, I'm, I'm lazy. So like, I usually go and buy food. Somewhere. Even that is better than what I do. Your boy DoorDashes everything. Oh no, I don't DoorDash. <laughs> that shit's too expensive. I'm like, why am I gonna DoorDash McDonald's when it's right down the street? I'm not gonna do it. Like I've even like during the pandemic, I never, I never door dashed. I'd always Bro, go get it. I, I think was, the only time I would door dash is if we were at like I was at Icebox working, mm-hmm. and we got food after we were done. Like yeah. we closed, and we're like, oh, we're cleaning. Let's order some food. Yeah. And by the time you know we're done, the food will be here, and it was great. Bro, before the <clears> pandemic, <throat> I was door dashing. Well, yeah. Ooh, I mean, you lazy, guys have been door dashing since <laughs> since we were in the fraternity. I don't even remember DoorDash. Like, I, I actually definitely didn't DoorDash in the fraternity. I think only, like, one or two times I ordered from Jimmy John's because they delivered. I think I think I DoorDashed. I could count on my fingers, my one hand, how many times I DoorDashed during the pandemic. Now, pizza, delivering pizza, that's D- a different, different thing. Yeah, that's a different story for Because sure, that's right? part of, you know, the company. Yeah. yeah. But, like, if you go somewhere, you know, you order it from, I don't know, McDonald's. Yeah. You know? They DoorDash your food. I just think it's kind of, it's expensive. You you waste it a is. lot of money. It is, yeah. It's very expensive. You know, I'm you, not you arguing buy, with you. You buy a five dollar. <laughs> I mean, now it's like a, it's a five dollar. <laughs> I know it's a. You buy a five dollar <laughs> meal, and it comes out to twenty five dollars after everything's said and done. The, 
oh dude it's so it is so expensive and here's the thing let's, let's call it what it is it's it's laziness on my part okay so i'll, I'll be the first to admit it 95 percent laziness right for the consumer yes for me but for the per- <laughs> for me but for the person doing it they're Not, making they're, they're making, making money right? they're making money they're, they're doing the thing the but have I made all the excuses in the world now and where I can justify door dashing? A hundred percent. Like I go, first off, I can afford it. It's like, yeah, but think of the money that you'd be saving if you just fucking didn't. Yeah. The one thing that like drives me nuts is like living with two other people and I really don't have a ton of complaints about my roommates. Same, same amount of like healthy complaints, right? It's like, fuck dude. Like for me, I guarantee they get mad of like, I leave my clothes in the dryer. And like, motherfucker, just pull your shit out. I'm like, yeah, it's like another drawer for me. Like, I'll just leave that shit there. It's you like, know, I have a really bad habit. I, I do. I hate doing laundry. I hate doing it, too. I'll do my laundry, <laughs> and I'll live out of the laundry basket for the next month Bro. until I'm my hamper's full, and then I'll wash my clothes and then fill the laundry basket back so up. So you do, you do laundry, like, once a month? When, when's you, like, what's your, like, amount of time that you do laundry? It just depends. Like usually, like with my work pants, like I don't. I probably wear my work pants. I could wear. I could wear my same work pants for the week. Yeah. Depending on how dirty I get. But if sure. I'm just sitting in the office, I, I, I literally put them on. Yeah. Go sit in a chair, do my deal, come home, take them off. Yeah. They don't get dirty. Now, if I'm on the yeah. farm, you know, Different watering story. or on the tractor or whatever, and it gets you know putting oil in the wells or whatever, sure. then they get dirty. Yeah. But I'll wear them. I'll still wear them for like. Two or three days. My roommates each do laundry. I swear to God. And even if I'm exaggerating this, it's not by much. I swear to God they do laundry once a month. I probably do it every couple weeks. I seriously do no less than two loads of laundry a week. (laughs) Swear to God. I think the last time I did laundry was like two weeks ago. Actually, that's a lot. I did a load of laundry yesterday. I think I did a load. I think I did a load last week sometime. Like, but that's like, I don't know. I, I, I claim to be a minimalist. I actually have a ton of shit now in which I'm, I constantly am trying to get rid of shit. Right. I, I just feel like I don't have a, a big tie to stuff. I, I really don't. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tried to keep around stuff that one, I actually use. And then two things that bring value to me. I'm like, I, I hate when people are like, Oh, but what if I need to use that? A lot of times, which is really funny, especially with, like, clothes, like, you have something, which, like, right now I have, like, a, a, a suit that has, like, Santas all over it. A lot of people are like, yeah, but if I get invited to a Christmas party, it's like, <laughs> the last time I was at a Christmas party was two years ago. And will I be at another Christmas party within the next two years? Maybe. But it's a super specific time to have that. Yeah. And it's like, why do I still have it's that? It's just, like, those the hoarders yeah or it's like the there was a tweet recently that was like it's like i saved a piece of wood from like 2006 and i just used it and it's like you've been holding on to that piece of wood forever brother like yeah so it's 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 funny because you start to realize how much people hold on to shit that they genuinely don't need oh i'm i'm that person bro i can't and my parents my my mom's better at it now but my dad is the fucking worst and because like here's the thing is we, we would have projects at the house where he would be painting, right? Mm-hmm. His black paint. We have half a gallon of black paint left. And he goes, keep in the garage. You don't know when we'll use it next. Very sensible. I'm not mad at that. Yeah. The next project comes up and we need black paint. He goes and buys, buys a brand new, new black one. paint. I'm like, 
a year later and that other paint is still good. We can still use that paint. And he's like, he's like, oh, fuck. And then we do the same thing. So we now have a gallon out of two two yeah. containers. And he's like, yeah, but keep that till later. And like he does that with everything. Yeah, everything I'm, is holding I, on I feel to. like I'm the same way with certain things. Like I have, I have old clothes. I, I, I mean, I guess everyone might have old clothes. And it's like, I haven't worn this shirt in four years. Yeah. Why do I still need it? It doesn't yeah. even fit me. Why do I still have it in my closet? See, I'm extremely, not extremely, I don't know why extremely was the word I used. I'm much better at that than probably the average person of like, I don't ever use this. Yeah. However, I do understand those situations where it's like, I need a shirt, two shirts, three shirts that are just junk shirts, right? Yeah. I don't care about these shirts. However... You know, if, if someone needs help moving stuff or pulling weeds, whatever, it's like, all right, I have a shirt that's, I'm not worried about ruining, right? Right, like, right. I, I definitely understand having that. I understand, like, certain things, but, like, the one, like, one rule I've heard is, like, if you, if it's 20 minutes away or closer, or if it's $20 or less, get rid of it, because you're yeah. probably not going to use it. Right. And so I'm, like, really good about that. So circling back now of um clothes like i don't have a ton of clothes so the clothes i have i use a lot so then i need to use laundry more yeah checo has so many fucking clothes dude. like he has so much and i'm like so he like legitimately won't do laundry for a very long time right. it's like okay but you also like like and i think that may also come from a mindset like i moved a lot as a kid and not like wasn't an army brat. It wasn't anything like that. It just I had divorced parents, and my mom moved a lot. My dad moved a couple times, but not a ton, right? Mm-hmm. He's been in the same house that um, he got when I was like in third grade or fourth grade. But then my mom moved around, right? And me and my sister would move back and forth between their houses, and then even just moving in and out of the frat house. Like the house that we're in right now, I've been in. This will be the upcoming is now like the third year we'll be at this house. It's the longest amount of time I've spent at one place since like the third grade. Like thing I I went week by week by parents. Yeah. So like having a ton of stuff is like not efficient. Mm-hmm. So I think that might be like part of the mindset, but that might be why too. Cause I've lived in this house for 21 years now. So like you just think 21 years of shit that's just been gathered. You're rooted. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and mean, it makes sense, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it does. Yeah. It's weird, like, when you break it down that way. But, I don't know. I, like, circling back even further, we, I went down a fucking rabbit hole, dude. So, like, <laughs> when it comes to living with two other people, we constantly have messes. Mm-hmm. And I contribute to them. So, I'm not blaming those other two guys. Right. But, we constantly have dishes in the sink. So, when it comes to food, I'm like, it's 6 o'clock. I'm also not going anywhere. I'm, I just showered. I'm fucking chilling. So I get like, I was already lazy and then I make excuses to get lazier and it's just a vicious circle. It's dude. just, I just order food. It's a snowball <laughs> effect. I hate doing dishes too. Golly. I hate it. That's the other thing is like, I don't mind. I, I like for a guy who's single and has no, like, I don't, I have a desire to date kind of, but I'm like, if I cook and don't have to clean, I'm fucking pumped. <laughs> and vice versa. If you cook and I clean, like... The thing dope. is, is like, I hate doing dishes. Yeah. But I hate looking at them. Oh, 
Yeah. I'm like, it looks, it just looks, you look like, it just looks messy. Yeah. I'm like, just freaking clean them, dude. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just get it over with. It takes you 15 minutes to do it. It's kind of therapeutic too, right? Especially it kind of is. Throw some headphones on. You just I always just, just I always watch YouTube videos. Yeah. Like I have my guys that I subscribe to. I just yeah. put it on and just listen what's, to it. What's your channels that you like? What are, what are some things you like watching? So there's this one guy. He's a... Uh, his it's Street Speed seven one seven. So basically, he's a a car enthusiast. Yeah. And I've been watching him since golly, a few years now, and he's grown. He has his own business, so he basically gives away his vehicles and stuff. You buy, they have like merchandise. You buy it, get certain entries at the end of the month or whatever. You get drawn, but he he does super cool stuff. He's got all kinds of cool cars and trucks and stuff. And then there's another one. Call me a nerd, but uh, nerd. He's a uh, he just plays like Grand Theft Auto online, but it's role play. So mm. like he, he's either like a civilian and does random shit, or he's a cop. Huh. <laughs> Coming back to law enforcement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a cop, and he, they like role play as like cops, and they pull people. It's really cool. I I enjoy it. It just yeah. it passes time, and some people, of the videos he makes is pretty cool. People shit on watching video games, and I was one of them for a, a while, but like. I mean, you have a football game on. I'll yeah. watch people play football. Yeah. So it's like, okay, people will watch people well, play video we games. We would watch uh, Nick Merckx. Don't know if you heard who he is, but he's a big-time video game PC player. Played Call of Duty. Like, so when Warzone came out during, like, the pandemic and all that, Yeah. me and my buddies were always watching him because yeah. he was legit. Yeah. You know, he's like those the Twitch streamers and all that stuff. Yeah. So it was cool to watch them play and – it kind of helped us play because yeah. we get tips and they give us like tips and tricks and kind of tell us like what the best guns are to use and strategies and stuff like that. So it like kind of applied it to our game. Yeah. You know, even though we weren't that good, we were kind of good. I would say I yeah. wasn't that good. But. Yeah. <laughs> but There's I mean, levels of this shit, man. Yeah. But like, <laughs> that's what I do. Like I, sometimes if I'm bored, I'll just throw on my YouTube guy and you know, dude, I'm a YouTube fiend. Like, it's so sad how low my attention span is, which is funny because like right now we're at hour 45 of this podcast. Like I can sit and like talk to people, but like when it comes to like an hour movie, hour and a half movie, I'm just like, I don't want to commit to it. <laughs> like watching a show. It's like, I don't, I don't want to commit to it, but will I spend three hours of like five minute videos on YouTube? Yeah. I there was a point it. in time where I wasn't even watching television. I would literally come home. I still don't watch and TV. just watch my youtube i'm like why yeah. am i paying for cable yeah and my girlfriend tells me all the time she's like why are you even pay you don't even watch it that much i'm like yeah, yeah. you're right I, I literally have youtube tv just for sports yeah i don't have it for anything else like there there's times where it like came in handy right like we we got into a a, a season where we were crushing the bachelor we were just like absolutely fiends for the bachelor right good so, show yeah this we, season eh. see like I, I watched two of them and i was like I'm good. Like, and I, like, here's the thing. I was fun to watch with like our group of friends. So it started with, um, our friends, uh, Shannon and Kira would come over and watch like football with us mm-hmm. and they don't give a shit about football, which yeah, I they get. could care I understand. less. Like Kira loves green Bay. Cool. You know what I mean? Like, but it's like Sunday night football where I'm like, I just enjoy football enough to care about the game. Mm-hmm. She could give a shit. Right. So it got to the point where, they were like, oh, well, we're going to have to stop coming over on Mondays because of this. It's like, why? It's like, you guys could cut. And they're like, oh, like The Bachelor. And so <laughs> us were like, 
Okay. It's only fa- it's only fair that they came over for football that they don't give a shit about. Yeah. All right, we'll watch The Bachelor. I never watched it. It's actually not bad. Very entertaining, and I was hate watching every bit. I was just making fun of it the whole time. I do too. I talk shit about the girls. If it's a guy, if it's a dudes, if it's the Bachelorette, I'll talk shit about the dudes. Yeah. If it's the Bachelor, I'll talk shit about the girls. I'm like, she's a stupid bitch. She's a she's stupid. I, she's drama. I hate it so much. I I, hate I, it. I I like it. I enjoy watching it. I do too. Like here's the thing. Like I like when I say hate it. Like even if you hate watch something, right? You're you're still entertained engaged. by it. You're engaged. And if you keep coming back, you like it. You <laughs> actually like it, right? Yep. So like I guess the, the marketing's work- working then, right? It's working. It's doing its <laughs> thing. But there's things like during it that I get so mad at, right? Like or like for example, and like not to make it overly political, but some people hated Trump so much that they stalk him. They watch every bit of his movement because they, they want, still do. They still do. And it's one of those things that I was the same way with the fucking bachelor. I'm like, I hated it so much, but I was so invested. I was so, yeah, into I, it. I, I enjoyed it and I'm not going to lie. I followed like, if it was like the, the bachelorette, I would follow some of the dudes that were trying to marry that girl. Yeah. Because I, I thought they were good guys. Yeah. You know? I was like, this is a genuine, genuine gentleman. There's only one person I still follow. Cause I've, I followed a lot of the girls from the first season that I watched of the bachelor. Um, I can't even remember who the fucking, I think it was Matt James, Matt James. Yeah. That may, that sounds familiar. Say. Um, and it was, oh, I'm going to mess up her name. And it, she was the deaf girl in that season. Mm. Abigail, Abigail. She was, she was deaf. And like, first off, Campbell fell in love with her. <laughs> <laughs> Second off, she's a she was like a solid good person. I think I do remember. Yeah, I do remember that girl. She's the only girl that I still yeah. follow because I, actually, you know what? I think I still follow Rachel uh, Kirk Connell because I'm like mm. she's so hot. But like, <laughs> but like again, I was like hate watching it though because like just the the verbiage that they use, like oh you know, just super excited about like our journey together. It's like oh, journey. It's God. fucking eight weeks. It's, dude. it's like, yeah. fucking, like what are you talking about? Yeah, that's that's something that I'm just like, how do you fall in love? I mean, I guess if you know, you know, but like a show like that, how do they fall in love so fast? Yeah. And that's why you see at the outcome, like they get engaged, but then three weeks later, they're not together. Yeah, exactly. You know? Oh, dude, like the the journey or like the the fact that like they all make out in one night. It's like, so the 10th girl he's made out with is now swap and spit with the other nine girls. So it's like, if you're the first girl that makes out with him that night, congrats, you're good. But he also is making out with so many, like he's dating 14 of you at one time. Yeah. Like in no other way is this acceptable except for reality TV. But like that show is trash television. If it's on MTV, but it's on ABC where everyone's like, this is love. And this is the search for love. Find their love. Will they get engaged? What I what I laugh at the in every season, every season. If you go back and you watch every season, at the beginning they'll always say this is the most dramatic season yet. <laughs> in the most You're dramatic right, season, You're right, in though. Bachelor Nation. Oh, in Bachelor history, it's gonna right? be the most epic, epic season you have ever seen. And it's like they say that every year and or it, every it, season. And it's always like. Like the the uh, bachelor bachelorette is like walking away from the camera, yeah, and they like slam a door and you like it cuts to black and it's just the audio. It's like I'm just so done. I'm I just, just so done. Go I home. can't do this. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm here. 
And then it's just the host. Well, what do you want to do? I don't yeah. know. What do you want to do? I don't know. Suspense builds and they just fucking go. Yeah, like, and then it's like, to be it. continued. It's like, God, they do this every single year. And my dumb ass is like, oh, I can't not watch I can't, it. I can't <laughs> wait. I can't fucking wait. It's like, God damn it. Inject this into my veins. Where is this at? <laughs> Hurry up. Next week, next Monday can't come faster. Oh, fuck, dude. You're so right. It's, it's, it's like it's, in the most dramatic turn we've ever seen. Yeah. You're like, what? Yep. Oh, it's fucking stupid. It's, it's the truth, though. I guarantee you, if any girl that listens to this, they can 100% agree. Because so get, it's the truth. I can tell you from like some of the, the statistics that I have from uh, from this, uh, my female audience is at like less than 20%. Okay, well. And the, and that, the, the amount of people that get to how far we've been talking, there's not a chance any girls listening to this right No, now. probably not. <laughs> Maybe we should uh, edit and be like, okay, skip to one hour and 52 yeah, minutes. And we're if, talking about The Bachelorette and Bachelor and see if you can agree with this. Any Anyone that's listening right now, Riley's going to say a word, and that word is now. Now. So if you, if you message Riley or myself the word now, uh, I will give you a t-shirt. Let's just say that. Okay. Uh, that is that is the the speculation. There. Are I love throwing these in because guess what? You know how many people get to that part where I like throw. Honestly, out a word? I will Venmo someone. Here we go. <laughs> this could be very expensive. Say, uh, yeah, I was about to I'm say. I'm just gonna you. say a minimal. I'm gonna give if whoever listens to this, the first the first five people, the first five people that that uh, okay. text you. So like now you capped it, right? Yeah, I guess so. I guess yeah. the first five people that message me. Now, actually, you know what? Let's change it. Okay. Bachelorette. Bachelorette. I fucking love it. I will Venmo you $1. I love it. First five people. First five people. I fucking love it. Yep. The, here's the we'll thing. We'll see if it happens. Here's the thing is like, the, I will be shocked. Oh, yeah. If someone actually <laughs> even does it. I'm actually going to be forgetting. I'm going to forget it. Yeah. That I even said something like this. Oh, it happens. I'm be like, why the hell are they sending me Bachelorette? Yeah. What? I'm going to be like, who is sent? Yeah. Who is this? Who, who is this? Yeah. The, the funny part is, is like I throw it out there, which is, is my favorite thing to do because it shows me who actually listens. And like ultimately when I do these, the most I've gotten is like five people, which is enough for me to be pumped. Yeah. But it's like, you know, you see like I, I see the stats on like the website that you use and it's like, like you have, you know, 18 subscribers. It's like, that's cool. But it's like five of them truly listen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. I've always listened. I mean, when I was on the tractor, I'd always throw in your podcast. Mm-hmm. I'd always listen to the one of, of you and Noah or just anyone, really. Yeah. And they're all great, you know? It's fun, man. It's a lot of fun. It is. Yeah. Uh, I do appreciate you being on the pod, man. This well, dude, a I appreciate you reaching out to get me on. I'm glad yeah. I finally was able to get on. I, I know we've been trying to, we should get on the pod, you know? Yeah. Like, when it was going to happen? And then finally it worked out. And I'm I was glad to say it. Did. And I am too. This was a lot of fun. Thank you for hosting it you know this, i told you this is a way game <laughs> oh, a no way uh, game yeah having to set up it's, no, dude, it's, it was it was a blast it's a good, good time. man uh and we'll go watch the aggies and have a good time this weekend absolutely so i appreciate it uh um, no problem man this was great uh guys you know the rules for escaping tyranny remember to mix in water don't drink and drive go down on your partner and the earth is flat cheers If you look, and if you don't shake my hand, I'll put it back in my pocket. 
I'm gonna write a book, and I don't care if you read it. I'm gonna make a movie, I don't care if you watch it. I'm gonna wave anyway, I could get less if you look. And if you don't shake my hand, I'll put it back in my pocket. I'm gonna write a book, and I don't care if you read it. I'm gonna make a movie, I don't care if you watch it. I'm gonna wave anyway, I could get less if you look. And if you don't shake my hand, I'll put it back in my pocket.